with Matt and Bob, powered by Chewy. Taking you into the week. It's Tuesday. But you know that already. What you don't know are the players taking the field on Mornings with Matt and Bob, powered by Chewy. The starting lineup, ladies and gentlemen. The man getting ready over there. The hardest working man in show business. Straight ahead. Straight up. He'll shoot you straight. He's a heavyweight champ. He'll knock you out in the ring and in life because he's a food head, a shoe head. Though I haven't seen new kicks on him in a while. The economy. You're going to get some new. (laughs) Yeah. The economy. Ladies and gentlemen, he takes your phone calls every morning on the fly. We don't have no screener. Can't afford no screener. Ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for the one, the only, Mr. Chewy Eldorado. Thank you so much. Sorry, that wasn't the best intro I've ever done for you. Uh, I, I need the accomplishment. The man to my right. What can I say about this guy that hasn't already been written about? Where's his Chronicle cover? Yeah. Yeah. He should be on. He should be on GQ. Where's his Tony? His Where's Emmy. his Emmy? Yeah. Where's his statue downtown? It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. They're carving it right now. Because he's Austin's greatest living storyteller, former star of episodic television, and a stand-up comic gracing the stages from coast to coast, ladies and gentlemen. But now, now. he's settled down. He's a made man. That's right. Family, house, car. The trifecta. Of selling out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> of, of life. But he brings this. it for four hours a day. He gives it his all, ladies and gentlemen. He is, like I said, Austin's greatest living storyteller. Uh, can you please change that to Austin's greatest sellout? <laughs> Austin's greatest sellout, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for the marvelous Matt Beard. Now I'm happy. Thank you so much. Uh, opening up the show as he has been doing for over 30 years. The uh, only thing new about him is that rental in the parking lot. I'm assuming maybe we're getting the dent fixed in the old mobile. Getting, getting a lot of stuff done. A little shocking to pull up and my mojo's all off because the parking lot didn't look right. We've become creatures of habit here. That's right. He's a creature of habit. You know what his habit is? Being the best. That's just how it goes. That's just one of the reasons he's a member of the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. But more importantly, I mean, we can put aside all the stuff like running the Irwin Center and introducing rock legends to each other. And I never uh, ran. Okay. Hey, I'm bragging oh, on sorry. you. Sorry. And creating television. See him taking it apart. I don't mean that he created uh, like a television show. He invented the television, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he's a member of the Texas Radio uh, Hall of Fame. But like I said, he's got a space in your heart and your head. He's Mr. Bob. Fonseca. Oh my goodness, I'm. Uh, Here's the news I haven't talked about. I haven't bragged about. But I'm I'm like six days sugar free right now. What? Yeah. You said you're sweet enough. No, sugar free. 
What does that which mean? Means like be, no, what does it mean to be like no process? Like I gave up Girl Scout. I have not had any like. Those are sweets. easy to resist, bro. No, but I mean, but I mean, I'm a I'm a chocoholic. So I've had no chocolate. I've had no, I've had nothing like out of a box. That sure, I've had fruits and. and so you're telling there may be nat- there may be sugar in some products naturally or whatever, but. I have been sugar-free for so uh, and the inflammation in my body has gone down probably tenfold just in six days. Your wife ain't giving you no sugar out of box? No, I get some. I still get that. Okay. I still get that sugar, but I'm talking about refined Sweet and low. Whoa. sugar. I'm not having any white. I haven't had any white flour, <laughs> like no pizza, no bread, no, you know. White flour. Just whole grains right white now. White flour. White flour. That's that's white death, man. But I'm so, telling you, the inflammation in my joints and my body, I oh, got it. And feels my body. Good. But I'm not happy. I'm, I'm happy the inflammation is down. I'm not happy. Don't worry. Emotionally. He's like, not happy. But I guess I'll wean myself off of. You gotta oh, find sugary. a different high. You gotta go mountain climbing or something. Yeah, I know. Well, go e- up Everest like those guys. I went e biking yesterday. The weather was so amazing. You know, the afternoon for like two hours, it was like amazing. In that show, intervention when anybody would be an addict and then they'd get weaned off of something. You didn't visit them until thirty days later. Yeah, because probably in a full weekend they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm miserable." So I think you got to go a little bit longer to find the happiness without sugar. Nine days with no sugar. What this is? Six such, days. What a passive aggressive way to tell Cookie Greg we're out of cookies in here. No, but I had no. I, I saw wish. the Milano bag you threw Look, away Friday. I know. I, I couldn't go there anymore, and I can't do it at home. Because you ate them all. What do you mean I can't I go there any, anymore? Because like, they're not there anymore. Some of the things I love, like peanut butter, on a tortilla at night. Mm. What? Like a, like a. You do. I'm telling you, dude. I'm do we have a jar. You. We do have a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> I want to show them something. I mean, these are things you have to do. And it's not just a, yeah. it's not just a weight thing. It's a it's a it's a body thing. It's just an inflammation thing. Did you think it was a weight thing? So you lost a ton of weight. Um, Is that the reason you were losing the there's weight? There's all kinds of reasons why. Like I'm for the first time in my life, I'm like struggling. Not struggling. Struggling's a tough. My dad struggles, but for the first time in my life, like some things are going south. Yeah, ladies. Like joints and things like oh. that. I think you gotta And so I've gotta I've gotta concentrate on inflammation and joint health and stuff like that. I think you gotta lift and fish oils or well, something. Well, I like know that. that's that was used to be my solution for everything was to and that's part of the reason I have issues is that you know, that part of my life for a decade where I ran four to six miles a day, four days a week on the roads. I need to get into that. No, you don't. Just for three. You months. don't. You'll destroy your. You'll three destroy months. your ankles and you'll destroy your feet. You'll destroy don't the do pavement. that. No, you won't. Don't do that. It's not necessary. When walking will suffice. But I mean, I understand. We're dudes, and we had to do stuff like that back. And we thought that I thought that was the. And guess what? I never lost a pound doing that. It just made me want to eat more. He just right? ra- he just ran from McDonald's to Wendy's. <laughs> I just. I'm serious, dude. I, I used have, to be. You, you I, have to make I, a it's choice. It's hard for me to go to admit. Like I was, I used to be a serious runner for or joint health for years, and it did me no good, and it did a lot of damage. I'm sorry for your loss. It made me feel good because I had the knowledge of knowing. Well, if I had to, you know, in a pinch, I could, I could run ten miles if I had to. But where, where it's a lot of damage. 
There's no tigers in Texas. Running the paper. I know. But I'm just saying that it's it was a, more of a mental thing than a physical thing. Do you think if you would have taken supplements throughout the years, maybe? Did you uh, ever take anything? Mm-mm. Some creatine, fish oils? <laughs> no. Do you believe in the supplements? Threes? No. I'm I'm about to buy some. I'm, I mean, I don't want from Joe. Not from like GNC or anything, but you can get. Oh, you gonna get them from? Uh, you get them from? Uh, you the, can get them from Alex. It doesn't have to be name brand anything. Have they you all thought of do the same stuff? Off brand colloidal silver, creatine, Ooh. protein, Ooh. BCAAs. Hopefully they'll mix that. What's with that? Food. What's I mean, BCAAs? Branch chain amino acids. What are you gonna do with that? And what are they gonna well, do? Well, that's gonna build muscle. Muscle's bad. You don't want muscle. Yeah, you don't want that, dude. <laughs> what? You gotta be so a, what do you want? You What's be the elite? perfect way of living? Tell me. I'm just saying I don't. I, w- I was like having you know, there were days when every like every joint in my body would be on fire, and I'm what like is that allergies? Yeah. What I mean, allergies yeah. can cause some. Anything can cause inflammation. But. Yeah, but for him it was too much muscle. So there's several ways to go, and if it is the inflation inflammation route, then it is oh, the right. you know, there's there's some doctors that are. I don't know. Some are like, oh, the Western medicine obviously is always like, eh, don't trust that stuff. But eating raw vegetable diet and then different things, uh, like I said, certain fruits and vegetables are anti-inflammatory. Yeah. And you just keep your diet that but way. But really, it's, the, it's Joe Byron is causing all the inflation. Probably. Inflammation. Is it Infl- the 6G? Yeah. yeah. It could be the 5G. Well, his bones are probably hurting. Could be too, the so. it could be the stuff in the air, the Wi-Fi and stuff like that that's burning us up. But. See, there you go. Now you're understanding. Joe Biden didn't look like he escaped the 6G fast enough. Maybe. Well, when he was making it to destroy us all, he made it in his own lab and it hit him in the head. I just want to thank you guys so much for your support. And he did the mash. Appreciate your support for my uh, victory. You know, trying to take a mini victory lap. Did you and win? You guys are. Oh, I don't know. Apparently not. According to you guys, I feel. I. You said, you said I was feeling pretty fire. good about it, but. So that's what a hard. Of, that's the hardest thing I've ever done. That's and then I've only done it six days, so I shouldn't even. Bring the Milano's again. I didn't get do any. Do not bring Milano's. Bob ate them. Bob ate them all. And right? I'm not and saying like I was a sugar. Like I'm. Do you five, think? Like do I'm, you feel like you beat sugar? Like I felt like a character out of Willy Wonka or something. It wasn't like that, but. I know you feel like you beat sugar, but I just heard that sugar supporters are storming the Capitol today. So, <laughs> <laughs> but my joints feel good. Do they? I'm going to do a plunge today. Are Ooh. you going to do ice baths as well? Well, yeah. No ice. Thank bath. God. Yeah. I'm gonna, finally going to start making tons and tons of money on the show. If you guys get into ice baths and cool and hot therapy and supplements. That's the key. Hey, can I have the every next podcast spot? I see that that starts to destroy and make all the money? That's what they talk about, and that's what we've we've sadly this show has really missed that. We're, we're, we're going to set up a store. All we talk about is uh, tacos, which that's inflammatory. But we keep sending people to other tacos. We if we we're going to talk about tacos, we need to talk about our own tacos and be like, hey, get our tacos. You can get a six bun- a bundle of six tacos for twenty five dollars. They're survival tacos. That's what we need to be doing, and we're not. We're a bunch of pusses, and we're missing out. But just remember, I'm twice your age, Chewy, so it's like, you know. I'm not living to your age. I know. I know you won't. But, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to worry about all this stuff. I feel bad for your moms. You feel sorry for my mother? Yeah, she's got to bury She's going to outlive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But. I already told her what I want. Because she's going to have to find... 50, 50 or 60 pallbearers in order to get your ass. <laughs> but there comes a time where you just have to change your some of your lifestyle stuff, you know? Like? 
Well, I'm just saying. I got to find different ways to exercise, different ways to, you know. Hey, do you think different Chewy, foods and things like that? But I got, yeah. I had to, ki- I got to kick the sugar habit, and I need your guys' help on that. Chewy, do you want to be bare or do you want to be cremated? Uh. I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson say something, so I think I want to be buried. Buried? Over over cremated. Why? My mom would want that. I don't know why. Because Cath- people, people believe in the resurrection or, or you know, the, the whatever. Neil deGrasse, deGrasse Tyson like, believes in the resurrection? Like, we're no. all, not the resurrection, but that we're all going to be, we're all going to be. Uh, right. But what did Neil deGrasse Tyson say We're all going to ascend it? into something. Uh, he, well, he said, just if you go back into the earth, then you can go back into, like, you know the organisms and help out the earth and be a part of that. But yeah. if you get burned, you just burn up and go into. Yeah, those but guys. if we cremated you, there'd be enough ashes that we could cover like uh, Cat Mountain or Mount Pinal, and the kids could sled. But we're all just energy. You can't take that away, whether you're burned or whatever. It's just, yeah, it still goes back just... into the universe and something. It's like it's just you're, you can't just energy. What is the what is the form? Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Yeah, you will. You mm. it's just all there. You haven't seen me on a good. It's just one. all there in different forms. So I want to be buried so I can. If we all come I, back, I can't I believe that the, Neil deGrasse Tyson got it wrong. He He's such a smart wrong. guy. No, he. he but that's said a basic. That. He prefaced with that. That's like the basis of the universe. Like everything is there. It's just mixed up. He in wants different to feed ways. living organisms, not yeah, have some that. sort of formula. Where so it's better for the earth, maybe. We'll kind of just put you in a, a, a dumpster downtown, and you could feed the rats. Yeah, but how long does that take? Yeah, to feed the rats in this town, an hour. If you don't go to New York, maybe. I bet if we threw your body in a dumpster downtown, the raccoons and the rats would have you done in a day and a half. Downtown New York had me done in seven minutes. Seven well, minutes or less. they're always going to be a little better than this. He goes, wait, thanks for pointing that out. Or your money back. Mm. Thanks for pointing that out. And we got nothing. Well, appreciate your support, guys. Thanks a lot. I and, feel uh, sorry for your mother. Man. That was kind of harsh, dude. No, Give me, a- hand me the Oreos. Screw uh, you guys. I'm going to eat just to spite you. No, you're not. Hey. Click, click. Hey, it is time for Click, Click, Boom. We go through the clickbait so you don't have to. See if I can reverse this one to remember where we came from. Boy, it reverses I know we as only slow did two yesterday. This Wait. one's got so many ads too. This this site, I'm. It's one, two, three, four. Did you put five, your thing six, down and flip seven, it? Eight. I'm trying to see how many different pop-up ads are all over the screen on this thing. This is true good American clickbait. Uh, the topic we're on is five insanely overrated albums from the 1970s. What were it? Refresh can, our memory. What did we I'm argue going about to, yesterday? You literally can barely even see the pictures of the article because there's so much crap on this page. Anything I w- might want? Anything interesting? Uh, it looks like there's a preview to a new Indiana Jones. Oh. There's a an ad for a movie on the USA Network. There is uh, this knife stays sharp for a lifetime. You'll never guess why. USA Network. That's, that's clicky. Does TNT still do movies for guys who like movies? Uh, Norwegian Cruise Line is letting you know that there's a free, unlimited open bar and wake up in a different city every day. I think I'm ready to start cruising again. I love it when <laughs> yeah, we're Yeah, at Bull again. Creek. <laughs> Whatever, downtown. <laughs> I got you good, baby. Warehouse District, you know. Uh, five insanely overrated albums from, from the 1970s. Yesterday we talked about Nevermind the Bullocks. Bullocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Disagree. But go ahead. We had that argument yesterday. Right. And then uh, 
We also talked about Eric Clapton's 461 Ocean Boulevard. Could care, couldn't care less. Overrated? Couldn't, don't have an opinion on that other than... Well, this writer has opinions as to why they choose all these things, I, and we'll get uh, into them. Not but a super big you, Eric Clapton fan. I don't know why. If we Maybe we just stick to one kind of thing. I, I think it's because... Okay, Cream like, and Blind Faith are both so good. Yeah. And you just feel like they could have been a few more albums from either of those yeah. had Eric not been Eric. I just feel like I like Cla- uh, Clapton better when he's like playing with other people, like George Harrison or, right. or like on the last waltz when he came right. out and did his songs. Like, that's pretty cool. I think if you're a guitar Trading fan, you probably you can, love, you can love him if you're a guitar fan. But I've never rushed out to go, I got, oh, did you? The, the new Clapton. The man. new Clapton's out today. Let Clapton me gotta go drop. get it. That's not, that's not where I'm at. But that's just me. But I, I guess he he's saw, a genius. I think he saw what was know. happening with the guitar gods and said, I got to get out of here. I got to make it all about me. Yeah, I guess so. He's welcome to do that. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I told you yesterday you guys were going to be shocked. I thought you might be shocked by this third pick. And I think some of our audience will, may come unglued. I don't know. Now, remember, these are overrated albums, and I do want to protect the writer a little bit because he said, look, they're all great albums. What was his name again? Stevie Mac. <laughs> Stevie Mac, not his real name. Yeah, and he or she, the writer, says, look, these are albums that they they don't hold up. uh, They're they're just overrated. They're albums that were great. They might have excellent songs on them, but as albums, they don't quite hold up or haven't held up over time or whatever, and they're overrated. Are you ready for number three? Yes. Somebody wake up L.A. Louie. Let him know this is coming. They're one of the greatest bands. That's undoubted. They have several classic albums, which I love and play often as complete albums. That just seems to be the way with this band. You can play individual songs, but they come together so well on each album. But then there's Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh, come on. It's an enormous success. It's written in the main by Roger Waters. He's still touring regularly with songs from it. And who can blame him? Comfortably Numb is an amazing song and a live highlight. Another Brick of the Wall, parts one and two are well known. They even yielded a number one. Uh, but the album and concept is pretty dark and bleak. Uh, yeah. Deliberately, of course. By that's, design, yeah. Yeah. Released in 1979, The Wall is perhaps more of an 80s impact and, the, and with the elaborate uh, stage concerts and then the, the movie. But uh, all that history and commercial success isn't enough for me. It's a double album of largely bleakness and despair. There's some great tracks. Oh, so everything should be happy for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. But another brick in the wall feels like one brick too many. I've, it's tiresome, it's overplayed, disagree. and it isn't one of their best anyways. Unlike the others, this isn't a Pink Floyd album I can play in its entirety. The Wall isn't even one I select that many tracks from. I don't see what the simp- what the fuss is, and the album as a whole doesn't stand up. Disagree. This person, whoever this Travis... Whatever her name is, Stevie Mac. Stevie Mac. On, whatever, Stevie her, Mac. whatever her. Give Stevie Mac their. Fo- oh, it's a dude. Stevie Mac is a dude. Stevie Mac doesn't like albums. He's made that clear in the in these first three picks. Okay, is the Wall the best Pink Floyd album? No, it's not. It's probably third, if not fourth. I might even put it behind Animals. If I go Dark Side, 
No, I might go wish you were here, then dark side, then then animals, then maybe the wall. But there's some days where the... Here's the problem with the wall. It's been diluted. It's been diluted by numerous live versions, numerous Roger Waters doing the wall solo. There's there's a there's probably over a dozen different but the original album shouldn't be faulted for right. the dilution from other people. Right. It, when it came out, the cover is great, the packaging is great, the music's great. It's sonically sonically superior to a lot of other albums of that time. It's uh, basically a test record. Breaking a Wall sounded like nothing else when it came out. And the first time I clearly remember the first time I heard it and uh and that hey teacher yeah. leave them ding, 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 bum, 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 bum. and uh it's meant to be heard immediately i was like oh my god is this the world's greatest i was excited as a kid when i first heard it i was very late to the wall itself you know mm-hmm. i was already in high school but i immediately was like this is something else and you can't take that away from it and great it's artwork. not it's not that great song's fault that it does get it is in heavy rotation and has been since 85 on radio stations. Right. And that's all they play. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, listen, Stevie Mac, I love you, but I don't think you like albums. I don't like you like sitting. I think you're a Spotify dude and wow. you just want to hear, you just want to wow. cherry pick tracks off an album. And that's not what the artist intended. Wow. Now you could say. You don't care about the artist and what they intend, and you're just going to do your thing. But I still have respect for the for the artist. Mm-hmm. I still have respect for the work of art. It's like it's like you can't look at a Van Gogh painting and just go. I'm just going to look at the. I'm just going to look at the red paint in the Van Gogh painting. I will say this is a you hell of a Molotov cocktail to throw to pick that album of all the albums. I mean, I guess Final you have cut. I might go with. Well, but that's but, not been a lauded and heralded album, so you couldn't call yeah, it overrated because most one. people te- tend to dislike it. I actually think Final Cut is a, is I a like great album. I like it too. I think it's really good. I think it's a highly underrated album. Yeah. And if you were going to pick one from Pink Floyd, and I know this is going to upset some of you guys, I would actually pick Dark Side as being their overrated album. Oof. Wow, a quarter of it is a song called animal. Money that's no good. I don't know, man. I don't know. When you look at where they were before that album came out, like they were just a psych. Critically speaking, the song band. The Track Money is not good. But that 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 record was the whole package. But when you put it while Wizard of Oz is playing, it's decent. <laughs> that's true. All right, let's see what Stevie Mac, how's Stevie Mac going to upset us now? Are you feeling stressed about this? Yeah, because, like... Well, can I give you a suggestion? <sighs> Next to you, a stress formula? Yeah. I'm. You know what? Because I need to prepare myself for your next pick. Because yeah, Because yeah. I, I need see, to I'm take it next to you. I'm going to get it to stress. Smooth that. Give us 60 seconds to tell you about it. some stress formula uh, blended with ashwagandha. Uh, and uh, listen... We love Next Evo CBD. Yeah. Uh, By the way, you're not going to be nearly as upset about the next album. It's, I'm just going to let you know that. Okay, I'm good. actually I'm looking at it right now, and you'll be like, okay, that's fair. You might, but yeah, at Next Evo, if you it's want legit. CBD, if you want CBD, um, I what's sh- shocking to me is I don't necessarily think of this album as being highly rated. But I didn't. I wasn't alive in the '70s. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I was. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't aware in the 70s. Um, 
At number two, yes. this writer has Queens Jazz. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll let me say this about that. And not that I like the movie. Whatever that was called. What was that called? Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. I know. I never really considered Queen rock. You may hate me for that. I, no, I feel like I they think were always like I think a lot of people feel that way. They were close to like a boy band almost in right. a way. Like I, they have a song I, that says they will rock you. Yeah, and they they could write great anthems, and 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 he was very proficient. And they they were very sounded proficient. like if, if somebody sent rock and roll to Broadway. Yeah. Sometimes. And then when you talk about the album Jazz, I don't even know. I can't. I'm not sure what songs were even don't on. Don't stop Jet. me now. I know the cover. The don't cover had that spiral thing. Me. Right? It's don't black cover. Stop. Bicycle Race, Fat Bottom Girls, uh, Mustafa. But I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody in the history of rock and roll ever declared Jazz a classic. Maybe Night at the Opera. Yeah, this is this is weird. It's weird Why would to you go from Pink Floyd's The Wall to a tertiary. Now, can I? I want to point something out. I did a little research on Stevie Mac. I'm pretty sure he's a British writer. Mm. In which case, Americans will never understand the popularity of Queen, of Queen. like the British do. Right. I mean, in, right now in Queen, in Queen, right now in England, you could go to any pub. You could put on Queen, and I don't care which you, you'll see an 80-year-old grandma, and you'll see a 9-year-old kid, and they'll know every word. Yeah. That is... You're they, right. They, you know what I mean? 100%. So I think for him, there may have been a greater hold on this album in the 1970s and in early 80s in, in England. Okay. Over here, those are tracks that definitely got played on FM radio. Yep. And if you don't know what I mean by FM radio, I understand, but... There was a thing called FM radio, FM, FM rock radio. radio. It was pretty broad, the stuff that was played, but yeah. you know what it sounds like. It sounds like taking the T-tops off of your car and going cruising. Right on. So let's go ahead and put this one behind us and let's go to the uh, let's go to the final the final one. And this one actually excites me. I'm seeing it right now and it excites me because they're gonna upset me. Or is no, it gonna I think you'd be okay and... with it because I think that you actually have a. D- I think you have a similar distaste for this band than I do. I'm I'm okay with this one. But it is going to upset some people out there. All right? It was released in December of 1976. The album probably represents a peak for this band. And I think that he might be right. Leawood Max Rumors? They only released one more huge album and then arguments and lineup changes created really that's a, rock and roll though. a disbanding in 1980 you got my you got my attention okay 76 it's a good year for music okay what's good funny is rock that when i say okay let me read this uh i almost want you to know the album before i read the okay i'm gonna read the sentence twice because i'm gonna read it before you know the album and after and it's weird he says, looking back, this album, it's one of those albums which hasn't aged well. Okay. I could, you could I, say I that about a lot of I would argue that this album is more popular today than it was even when it was released. The, the, the rest of the tracks on the album are probably known only to ardent fans. 
they're fairly okay songs in the usual style and format, but there's no hooks, no earworms. No, it's not capable of getting big numbers. Wow. Are you ready? Yeah. On a dark desert highway. Oh, Hotel California? Hotel California. Disagree. The Eagles, Hotel California. I listen to that album probably three or four times a year in its entirety. This guy says Pretty Hotel Maids California. All in a row. Now, I happen to not be a big Eagles fan, so and I've tried. Uh, don't get mad at me. No, I'm I not really a huge tried, fan, but, but I... That's the record I would go to. I can't even understand saying that this is a... I mean, it's a seminal 70s, a seminal 70s album. And I it think makes there's some no good tracks sense. on there besides the t- the title track. New Kid in Town? Yeah. Life in the Fast Lane? What is this dude talking about? I don't know, but again, if he's British, we we have an affection for e- the Eagles because so they're... The California sound? Well, not even... Yeah, and the more kind of alt-country... Like, they started... They didn't start the whole alt-country thing. That was probably Graham Parsons or somebody, right. but... but or Willie, or whoever, I don't know. But, you know, Americana. Let's call it Americana. In a way. I, I they blurred know. the lines between folk and this country is a guy and just, rock. I think this is a guy throwing Molotov cocktails and, and getting clicks. Which if is I was going to listen to an Eagles album, which I don't very often, it would be Hotel California. Can I just say... And I might skip that track. I might skip the title track, because I've heard it so many times. But I like Pretty Maids all in a row. I like... What is the song that ends side one and then it's kind of redone on side two at the beginning of side two? I'm trying to think know. of the track I, I don't. I don't own the album, so I couldn't be able to answer I got like I a MoFi copy of it. I got, I've got several copies of that Well, in different forms. That is our new... My new favorite clickbaiter, Stevie Mac. And don't worry, I will be returning from time to time to Stevie Mac now that I've discovered Stevie Mac. For some great clickbaits like four songs from the ni- from 1980s that are extremely overrated. Five he abs- complains a lot. Five absolutely perfect albums from the 1970s. Oh. Mm. Three immensely overrated bands from the 1960s. It, there's going to be a lot of fighting, but we can't just do it. That's but, like a master class in clickbait. It is. Stevie Mac. It is. And I will let you know from time to, to time when a Stevie Mac week is coming up and we'll devote whole we- entire weeks to our new favorite clickbaiter. Will he call Stevie us? Stevie Mac. I don't know. It'd be, it would be great to, to reach have to out. have to get up early. Have a, have a little discussion with the old Stevie Mac. You'd have to get, get up, up like to. two in the morning to talk to us. But All right. The Rhinestone Cowboy is back. I report the news. That's what I do. He's Bob oh, Fonseca's Rock wow. and Roll News. Oh, you pretty things Whoa. out there, my babies, and you kids on the way to the dropout zone, you adults, parents, commuters, everybody, you hardworking folks. You're taking what they're given because you're working for a living. Yeah. Who did that song anyway? I don't even remember. Was Thank that you what they're giving because you're working uh, for a living? I, uh, welcome to the working week. I know it don't thrill you. I hope it don't kill you. Who did that one? I don't know. That I was Elvis Costello. Uh, brain's not working right and now. Yeah, that's okay, man. Good question, Matt. We'll we'll help you out here. It's rock and roll news time. I'm Rock's last great reporter, Bob Fonseca. Happy to be with you here through exclusive contract with um. Uh, what are our call letters again? Okay, I'll be true. Ah, 
yeah. I thought that was just a discount code for CBD. Well, the, the code works so well that we, we now we use those as our call That's letters. That's our call letters? That's our call letters as well. Yeah, KLBJ is actually our call letters. But I can still get 25% off next Evo? Well, you, you, yeah, but... Well, That's not, not with the FCC. With the people. FCC, they just think it's our call letters. That's got to be... All right. We'll, we'll settle that later. That's a little confusing. Having... Anyway, uh, yeah, and all the other rock reporters kind of flew the coop. Jody went jazz, and uh, Andy went Hollywood, Woo! as you know. And uh, so, you know, I'm left holding the bag. Somebody's got to do it. It might as well be me. And remember, don't kill the messenger. I don't make the rock news. I just report it, but things are heating up. Tours, records, box sets. Now, the big news, the headline. One of my favorite artists, and I I was so privileged recently to uh, see some of his bandmates perform in Scottsdale, Arizona, when I was there doing a little spa action, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, out in the desert. Very dry air out there. Very dry. But uh, some of his ex-band members, Glenn Campbell, kick around Scottsdale area playing gigs and things like that. Now, Glenn Campbell left us in 2017. Did I ever tell you I went to high school with his daughter? Yesterday you did. Did I? Yeah, you told told us yesterday. J.B. Campbell, his first daughter uh, from a previous marriage or whatever, uh, we were, she was in my graduating class, and she was besties with one of my girlfriends at the time. Well, I say that like I had a lot. I didn't really have a lot of girlfriends in high school. I was kind of a dork. I was kind of a rock and roll dork. You know, I was a rock and roll news reporter back then. I did a column in the uh, school paper about rock and roll. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think That's it was called Sounds Around or something like that. Uh, out of yeah. curiosity, what's a paper? Uh, it was called the Lake and Heath Ledger was was uh, my high school paper, and I was like the artist. I drew all the pictures and cartoons. Oh, is it like a blog? And I wrote, uh, yeah, it kind of was, kind of was. And paper I blog. did, uh, and I did a music column for the Woo! school paper. Anyway, enough of me. Let's get to the rock and roll news. Glenn Campbell, who left us in 2017. Now you remember some of his hits: Wichita Line Man, uh, Rhinestone Cowboy. Uh, and there were many, many more. I got a lot of Glenn Campbell records. He's a good artist, good guitar player. Played with, did some uh, uh, studio work for the Beach Boys, big hits and things like that. Mm. So, kind of one of the wrecking crew when you like, when you really think about it. But uh, anyway, he's going to be celebrated with an album of posthumously, and I can't believe I pronounced that correctly the first time. Created duets. Glenn Campbell duets Ghost on the Canvas Sessions features Glenn Campbell sharing the mic with the likes of uh, the aforementioned. Boy, I'm using big words today. You really yeah. are. Uh, I'm pretty intelligent. I think it's because you don't have any around, sugar though. in your body. It's don't helping get, you out. It's helping my brain for sure. Eric Clapton, Elton John, Brian Wilson. Those are some heavyweights. Are those Sting. three of the other ghosts that are singing with them? Sting. Good question, Matt. Sting, Dolly Parton, Brian Setzer. Uh, the album of duets will be released on April 19th, but you can hear Eric Clapton on the Jacob Dylan starring track, Nothing But the Whole Wide World. And Jacob Dylan, of course, the son of... Uh, Bob Dylan. That is right, Chewy. And he had a band called... The Dylans. The Wallflowers. Yes. Oh. And Jacob... Fonseca, the son of no Dylan. I I named, but I didn't name him after Jacob Dylan. I named him after Bob Dylan. Anyway, that's going to be out April nineteenth, and that's something that we can all look 
forward to. All right, now a lot of exciting tour information going out. Uh, I don't know where all these. I, I, we need more venues, I guess, because everybody's going out. Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, Ministry, REO Speed Bucket. They're all announcing 2024 tour date. Heart, and uh, they're going to team up with uh, Cheap Trick. What? And go out and do it one more time, uh, even though no one's asked them to. Just hearing but about But I them. guess they, it's their right. I think Johnny Rude called him up and said, "Hey, we need to, we need some tickets to give away. Could you guys? We might be able to sponsor together? that show. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, anyway, listen. Uh, we'll see what the we'll see what the concert market will uh, command. And listen uh, all this week to possibly get tickets to what? Anything to this show? To our show? The show he just said. What show? He's got a bunch of shows. That's one show. All those people, right? No. Oh. Wait, that's one show? Heart. Everybody is in one show? Ario Speed Bucket? Everybody? I think it's a bunch of... Co- they're just oh, saying a, a bunch, bunch of classic rock bands are all going out. Oh, I, I guess I misread that email there. Wait, what does this email say? Can I... Can well, now, now, these are completely di- these are completely different bands here, Chewy. Alice Cooper's different from Alice Cooper? This is the Freaks on Parade Tour starring Rob Zombie, Alice Did you say Cooper. Rob Zombie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I and was. I didn't Alice read Cooper? the whole story. Yeah, ministry yeah. and Filter. Just telling Did you, they're you say going those? out. Yeah, I said Ministry, I said Rob Zombie, and I said Alice Cooper. And Filter. We have tickets, and you can win them before you can nice. buy them this week. Right nice. Here. Uh, who's Phil X? I don't even know. Did he? Do you know that name in rock? Phil He's in X? the news. Is he from Static X? He's uh, playing on Bon Jovi's upcoming album. Uh, he's been working with Bon Jovi in Nashville. He told uh, Kenny Arnoff on Kenny Arnoff's session. I, I hung out with Kenny Arnoff. Really? Yeah, he's a cool dude. He's one of the great session drummers out there forever. He's John Cougar's drummer. But now he plays with Fogarty and a bunch of... Like, everybody wants... He's bald. He looks kind of like the guy that invented Beats. Does he still play? He kind of like, looks like... A, uh, what's his name? Jay-Z? No, no, no. The guy... the. Uh, this, the producer, Tom Petty and Springsteen, the engineer guy. Uh, uh, Jamie Iovine. Uh, he looks a little like Jimmy Iovine in a way, but uh, Kenny Ar- Arnoff, uh, super dude. Great stories. I hung out with him before a John Fogarty song because a friend of mine was working for John. Would you get you guys and, talking about jogging and sugar? And uh, we did a little bit. That's we, rock and we roll talked right about there. life. That's rock and roll right there. And he gave me a lot of inside baseball, but I can't. Rep- you got to wait for the book. What? You got to wait for You're the book. You're not putting it in the book. Yeah, I am. Kenny Arnoff uh, had a podcast, and uh, I guess he talked about. Uh, I don't. I just want to know who John Eck or Phil X was. I know John X. Have you? I you know, know the, the band the rock X. And roll reporter. Uh, did you not research this story earlier on? No, I, my fact checker is sick today. I hope she doesn't have the COVID. Are they related to DMX? But anyway, Phil a- X is a Canadian musician and singer. He's a prolific session guitarist. He's played on albums by Chris Cornell. Tommy Lee, Methods of Mayhem, Avril Lavigne, Kelly Clarkson, well, there and you more. Go. All right, good. Well, he's working His with real Bon Jovi now. Theophilanus Zenitis, but he's better known as Ooh, Phil X. I don't want to catch that. Anyway, he said he got goosebumps working with John Bon Jovi on New Tune. Now, frankly, I thought Bon uh, Jovi. I thought after uh, here's a dumb thing too. He actually is the guitarist that replaced Richie Sambora, so he's been playing with Bon Jovi for oh, good. for a so day. He's, he still gets boost uh, boost gumps doing that. 
Um, but I thought Bon Jovi was pretty much done with the bad press he got. You know, the isolated vocals and things. Like, his, his voice was not holding up on that last tour. And I thought maybe he was going to call it quits. Well, I heard he got some good medicine. I see what you did there. Thank That's you. pretty clever. That's pretty clever, Matt. I see what you did there. What did I do? I don't know. They have a song called Bad Medicine, right? Correct. You're one hell of a reporter. Thank you. you. Thank you for recognizing this. It does give me boost gumps. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see if I can find one more more story before I get to the Rock and Roll News Junior, because I like to do a little trifecta of uh, rock stories. Uh, Mmm. 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 No. 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 No, 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 not that one. No, it's time for Rock and Roll News Junior, and I got a double, I got a double, a double hitter here, a double, a double header. You know, of course, people ask me all the time, Bob, what is Rock and Roll News Junior, and I tell them, hey, Rock and Roll News Junior is the rock and roll headlines for the kids on the way to the dropout zone right now. Now you may call it the drop drop off zone, but I. I uh, cleverly renamed it the dropout zone. I don't want any kids to drop out. In fact, I want them to stay in school. I want them to read lots of books, but more importantly, I want them to ask their parents for an electric guitar and start a garage band. I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you're only six on the way to first grade or what. What? what, what six would be first or second grade? That's six first. is around uh, kindergarten. kindergarten. I don't first. care. You get yourself a little three-quarter size, little get yourself a little melody maker, a little Les Paul Jr. or some, start cracking out some, cranking out some hits, kids. Those little monsters you, probably already vaping. You gotta say, <laughs> get them some sound effects, Joey. All right. They they uh, they're on the way to the dropout zone right now. So stay in school, read lots of books, kids, and uh, and uh, start a band. All right. Now the first story, I don't know. This one kind of got me. Or drop out of school and become a professional video gamer. It's super easy. It'll also, if you want to be Matt. a YouTube star, it takes like maybe 10 minutes of work Stop a day. Stop it. Stop and, it. And that's only for the first week. And Don't then you take become the a celebrity. Road, kids. And then you get really, really rich on YouTube and everybody loves you. Your you education is the foundation to all of that. So don't take the easy road. Don't just be clickbait. Hey, Bob just, went to college and look where it got him. Yeah, him. nowhere. Nowhere. With dead a bunch end, of dead end career. Bunch of bones on fire. Working with these shaloobs. I don't even know if that's a word. All right, kids. Even though nobody asked for it, they're going to release a movie called Despicable Me 4. All right? Now, maybe you're excited about it. I don't know. I haven't watched a cartoon. In a... Not since... The... That's the one with the minions, I haven't watched right? a kid's, kids movie. Kids Despicable Me. I don't know why they wouldn't I, I be excited. I haven't seen a kid's movie since I, I cried at uh, Paddington 2. But. I watched that one. I didn't cry. You didn't watch it hard enough then. Yeah! Paddington 2 makes everybody cry. Adults, kids, everybody. Oh, what a story. And that Paddington? Yeah. What an actor. <laughs> what an actor. That bear can act. Holy cow. Anyway, like it or not, Despicable Me 4 is coming out. I guess Steve Carell has to do something. But the reason this made rock and roll news is because uh, uh, the uh, Guns N' Roses has a song on the trailer, on the teaser trailer. Sweet Child of Mine is being featured in the very first trailer for Despicable Me 4. I'm sure you can see it on YouTube. 
And while you're there, kids, subscribe to my channel, United States of Analog. Hey, my last video hit 50,000 views this morning. 50,000 views this morning. I'm, I'm kind of a big thing. Mom, all over the all over the globe now. Hey guys, it, kids, remember there's very little difference between Minecraft and building your own tube amplifier. Anyway, Despicable Me Four opens in theaters July 3rd and will be quickly carted off to Netflix. I think. All right. Oh, and now here's the big rock and roll news story. And guess who's guess who's. Uh, Topping the rock and roll news junior Wait, headlines going, again. Are you going back? To, well, I, I said confused. it was a double header. All right. I said it was a rock and roll news junior double header. I'm going to say it's Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. All right. She's conquering the world right now, conquering sports, She's the best. music, film. She's too good. Everything. Everything. Uh, I say you let her call a play in the Super Bowl. That's not a bad idea. I don't It'll hate it. I don't hate it. All right. So, the big controversy in football and music right now is that the Chiefs, as you know, are going to the Super Bowl to play a team. I don't even know. It's the 49ers. There you go. Correct. Okay. That's going to be a week from this Sunday on ABC. Not really on ABC, I don't think. Okay. All right. She's got a concert in Japan the day before. Now, here's the complication. Private jet. Here's the complication. A day before the Super Bowl in Japan is the day after the Super Bowl. Because the time changes. So there's a stroke. Television reporters and especially sports reporters, because they're not too bright. Right. No offense. They don't know how to do math. No offense. They can't do math. They they're, can they, only add by breaking, seven and three. This is breaking their brain. Right. They can't figure out how she, since she's going to be doing a concert in Japan the day after the Super Bowl, she has to get to Las Vegas the day before the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if you go left to right when you fly or right to left. How would you do it, man? Well, if you, it depends on whether you want to time travel forward or backward. Or would you go backward. over the North Pole? Yeah, that's we the only Superman. way to keep it the same day. Yeah. We need Superman to make it spin backwards. This is breaking my brain, and I'm not even a dumb sports reporter. Can we move the Super Bowl to Saturday? It's been talked about. They should. That's on the table. They should consider it. That's they on the table, They should move the Chewy. Super Bowl for Taylor Swift. So she has a concert scheduled in Tokyo, Japan on February 10th, the night before the Super Bowl. But in Japan time, that's the day after the Super Bowl. Cancel I can't Super explain Bowl. it. Move it to next week. Move it to the week after. Good thing she's not playing in Australia because that's like two days after the Super Bowl. We got a good relationship with Japan. Can't she just cancel? And we that's why good- people in Japan are so rich. They already know what the stock market did. Yeah. Because they're already living tomorrow. Yeah. So they just play the market here and make a bunch of money. Yeah, you didn't know that, stupid? Are they the ones that said today is tomorrow's yesterday? This is why we have to have one time zone for the entire planet. And the moon. And the moon. (laughs) Yesterday. The Super Bowl was such an easy game to play. They think that she can do it. They think that she can get to Las Vegas by 7 a.m. Las Vegas time. Which is actually sometime Wednesday, Tokyo time. It's confusing. There's a lot of math involved. What's the net net here? She's going to have to fly probably commercial. Mm -hmm. The net net is no one knows if she's going to make it. Okay. And that's the big Super Bowl drama. Not who's going to win or lose the game. 
or how much money uh, Dr. Hot Dog is going to lose on the game. The big controversy is, will, will she, she wind up it? there or not? Chewy, I, will she make it? I'm going to say yes. Matt, will she make it? She can do everything. All right, time for the Rock and Roll News salute. Yeah! My head hurts. <laughs> Doing the math there. The Rock and Roll News salute goes out to one of my stringers today, Chris Coleman, who sent me a story I didn't even get to. Well, maybe I'll get to it tomorrow, but thanks for thanks for being a stringer and uh, sending me stories, Chris. You definitely should get the, the David Bowie shout out there, the salute. All right, sing us out, Chewy. I'm sorry that I called sportscasters dumb. You're not that dumb. Some of you graduated from college, but I went to uh, Syracuse University for a year or two, and this guy across the room in the dorm for me, and in the room across the hall, his name was Tuna. That was Tuna. his nickname, yeah. And he wanted to be a sportscaster. He used to we used, he used to turn down the TV when we were watching football and do the play-by-play. That's annoying. Yeah, it was annoying. He was kind of dumb, and we got in a fight one night after a few paps blue ribbons. I beat his ass, though. Hell yeah. I beat Tuna's ass. The only guy I ever kicked ass. Anyway, where was I? What was I saying? Uh, I don't know. If it, I don't know. Yeah. You ran You ran out of backing track, so I don't think you're allowed to say it anymore. <laughs> I don't know why. I, thought, I hadn't thought of Tuna in years. Yeah, this guy went to the same school. You know, Bob Costas went to Syracuse. Really? He wasn't there when I was there. That's some tough competition. But there's a, they, they got a big broadcast school there called the Newman School of Communications, I think it is. Yeah, it's and, named for that uh, Seinfeld character. And so many sportscasters and so many guys came out of that, uh, and, and and women, too. I think some of these sideline reporters that you really? see. Really? Aaron Andrews? Come out. I don't know if Aaron went there, mm. but uh, I was in the film school, which was under the art department, not the communications department, which is odd, but... Anyway, that's a that was a fun time. Did I ever tell you about my days at Syracuse? No, not really. I mean, you, Ivy you, League said, you said before. Wait, Syracuse is not an Ivy League. Shh, oh. they don't know that. Okay, they think they are. Okay, I mean they're around. There's Ivy League Leagues around there. Around yeah, them. You're right. You know, they're in upstate New York. Are they? Wait, is that in Utica? It's in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Wow, home what a coincidence! Of, home of Tom Cruise. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know his real name you is, is Tom Syracuse? Really? Yeah. You know one of the funniest stories that I didn't even know I was going to Syracuse until the last minute because I was leaving I was living in England at the time mm-hmm. and trying to apply for colleges from across American colleges from across the pond, the Atlantic Ocean when there was no FedEx or anything at the time. You had to ship it? Like, I got accepted to a bunch of colleges when I was in high school. Oh, look at me. I got accepted to a lot of colleges. But by the time I got the acceptance letter, by the time the mail got to to me mm-hmm. through the APO or whatever. Oh, did they not go through Japan? I don't know which direction. it would. They took forever, and I was, like, too late. I missed the deadlines. But I went to Syracuse. My parents sent me to Syracuse from England. Why would they do that? Right? Without even a winter jacket. You know how cold it is up there? It was a nice sign. I think your parents were trying to let you know that they didn't love you. Do, you. do you know that it snows from like Halloween to Easter? No, I don't know anything about Syracuse. Yeah. Other than it's extremely cold. Other than that, it's the home of uh, Tom Cruise and was a one-time home of uh, Mr. Bob Fonseca and the greatest running back of all time went to Syracuse, Jim Whoa. Brown. Jim Brown. Them fighting words in Texas. Yeah. Did OJ play for? No, he didn't wow. play for. Syracuse. No. 
Wow. No, OJ play was in sunny California. Yeah, so the first thing I had to do when I get there, I was like, it's kind of cold. Nobody told me it's cold up here. So what'd you do? Did you buy a jacket or did you just freeze? I bought the ugliest. I had to, I don't know how my parents got money to me now that I think about it because they were thousands of miles away. There was no Venmo. I don't know how I got money. <laughs> probably. I probably had to give a drifter a... Yeah. Just to buy a jacket. It was the ugliest plaid, but it looked like the warmest thing. You know? So anyway, I don't know why. It made me, it made me think of all of that. Hmm. I'm done. Thank you. Let's go. That's it. What colleges could you have gone to? Uh, I got accepted to Sunny Binghamton, which was also in New York. A few other. I can't remember the schools that I'd applied to. And I wasn't a bright high school student, believe it or not. I know you look at me and you think, this dude's super intelligent. Tell that to Sunny Binghamton. He must have been, uh, been honor. What was that thing that kids get? Honor roll. Honor society. Oh. I'm not allowed to let National you know. National Honor Society, NHS. I wasn't that. Well, you didn't even live in this nation, so you couldn't have been a part of this. Yeah. You could have been a part no, of the it was Royal. American school. The Royal Honor. No, it was an American school. Some of my teachers were British, but it was an Amer- it was an honor. It was an American no. school. No, that's why you didn't. It was over in England. It that's doesn't why count. You're not smart. Yeah. If you'd gone to an English school, you could be brilliant. Any other questions? Brilliant. No, I don't think we even asked you that question. You yeah, just were I like, thought... let me tell you about tuna. The thing is, I think you were going to tell us about tuna, and then instead you just told us about Syracuse. You don't keep up with any of those old yeah. college buddies? Yeah, my friend Tim Wendell, who's a, he's a, a writing professor at John Hopkins. He's, uh, I'm helping him with a, with a television series based on, his, uh, based on his novels that he wrote about I, baseball I and Cuba and things like that. And he's, I'm kind of his advi- I'm one of his advisors. He doesn't want to be successful. Are he says a, he might make me a producer if it goes to product. If it goes to, uh-huh. if it gets greenlit. Are you greenlit. a big Cuban baseball guy? Huh? He is. He's a baseball writer. He writes for all what? the baseball mags, and he's a historian, and he knows a lot about Cuba. Do you know that that Castro was a professional like baseball player before yes. he was I a dictator? Yes. And so he, the, his yeah. novels surround that. Well, this is a lot of information. Yeah, they, they, I'm kind of just. Anyway, Castro but you to, asked me. You asked me if I. Yeah. That's the only guy from my from college days that I keep up with. Dang. And well, the band. And he named a character in his novel has the last name Fonseca, which I didn't even know about till I read his novel, and it surprised the hell out of me. Did we attempt to assassinate Castro? Uh, you can't do that. Legally, I mean, we probably the wanted CIA to. The CIA can do whatever they want to. The yeah. CIA is right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Should we attempt to? Yeah, assassinate? I know that I can't assassinate anybody. You're not supposed to. We have somehow, for some reason, we have this code. As we're killing each other, yeah, with we bombs have a weird and, code where and we're like, we can kill civilians. Like, you can't kill somebody unfairly. You can only murder them in cold blood under the rules of murder. Mm. Yeah, we can't send a drone or anything like that. We fight a dignified war. Uh, who else do you keep up with from college? Nobody. You don't keep up with any of the unsuccessful people? Mm-hmm. You don't keep up with any of the ladies? You don't reach out to any of the ladies and nope. say, hey, baby, how's that sugar? I'm a Still loner. You guys are lucky I even hang out with you. I'm a loner, Dottie. Lucky. A rebel. You know? That's just the way I'd live my life. Wait, I thought the hanging out was us doing a service to you. No, You're I'm saying doing you a huge solid. I bet I'm you, upping your game. I, I bet you have. Yeah, I'll just say. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'll just say. I bet you haven't done anything solid in years. <laughs> anyway, those are some of the ABCs of me. Syracuse. There you go, anything. ladies and gentlemen. Those are the ABCs 
I don't know we, how we friend. got off on that. I, I, I got caught off guard because I thought maybe maybe we were going to a song or commercial you after Rock and Roll News. Let me uh, float something here real quick. And then, do we have enough time? No. What? I'm just going to see if we have enough time to do something. We may. Well, let's see. Damn, boy. in now for some... Damn, boy. He's thick. Boy. That's a thick ass Thick headline. headline. Oh, yeah. Finally, some It meat. is... 750S, let's get into some Austin area headlines so that you know what's happening in your city. We dig deep. We try to find the hard-hitting... Not really. We just try to keep you uh, kind of appraised of what's happening around the city. Uh, As it happens every week, I let you know where we rank it, because we always are ranking somewhere in this city. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's some news. Austin is named the 13th best coffee city... In the United States, that that is. I that, mean, you can agree, or you. I don't know. I don't know much about coffee. You tell me. You're according a to a guy. new study, uh, Austin is the 13th best U.S. city for coffee. Houston is the worst on the list. They ranked 50 major cities. Houston came in 50th. Not enough Starbucks there. The study looked at factors such as coffee shops per residence, average price of a cappuccino, which is not coffee, average Yelp score of local coffee shops. And more to determine rankings. I, I've been to Houston, and I'll tell you, a lot of their coffee shops, and this is not me being anti-religion, a lot of them are, are, are Christian coffee shops. Christian coffee shops? Yeah, it's my problem with them, is that they're they're too clean and too well lit. Do mm. they force Jesus on you? No, 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 no. They're Christian run, meaning like, okay, think about like uh, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. When you go to Chick-fil-A, oh, you know that wholesome. the bathrooms are clean, you know that yeah. someone's going to say, it's my pleasure. You go there for a reason. It feels good. But a coffee shop, do you want Should that be. much light uh-huh. and clean? You know what I mean. A coffee shop's kind of be supposed to be like a little dingy at least. Needs to be a I mean, couple of dude playing guitar in the corner or something. Yeah, something like that. And the problem is, like a folk singer. I mean, or there's something. always Seven Eleven. There's no Jesus at a Seven Eleven. That's just drip coffee though. That, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Come on. I want it upside down. You can tell there's good. no Jesus there. I got a couple of favorites here in the city. Mm-hmm. And you guys know I. Uh, Barrett's. Mm-hmm. Still winning because their their roasting program's great. I love coffee. I drink it all damn day. I love extra sugar, extra cream for me, please. God, that upsets me. It's so delicious. I know. Yeah. I know. You like to turn your coffee into dessert. Just eat a cigarette. If I'm you a like so I'm a sociopath, and that's what I like is black coffee. But why is this a news story? Who's Shirt sitting ar- who's sitting around in our in our nation going, hey, you know what? Let's go to the 13th best coffee city in America. I think all these studies are done by people who want you then to click into the study because then they're like, hey, our we're called coolit.com and we help your businesses collect data. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's always an advertising for some of the companies. This company, should but rank I'm not number one in the list people probably don't care about. Yeah. Even here in Houston, it's last place. When you want coffee, anything will do, pretty much. Uh, yeah. If you have really? to have it. This should be so, so if I were to do uh, uh, best city for cook fancy cookie pop-ups. Well, I mean, that might be I want, us, I want but to see now that. I do want yeah. to see. I that want doesn't to see apply that to anybody. Who cares? I want to see that list. Except for you. Look at this guy. He's craving cookies. He's drooling got no, right now. He's got no sugar. Six days. He's got the shakes. Six days. You're the only guy I know that'll play like six dollars for a single effing cookie, and it's it's worth it. It's, it's never worth it's, it. Barrett, I mean, black coffee is black coffee, right? That, see, when you say something like it's that, disgusting. No, it's everywhere. true. It's true. I, I, I take agree you to with a that. good coffee shop where you have a. Where Are you doing a vanilla roast or something? 
Are you roasting coffee? it? Are you roasting Not it? Not flavored. A, I mean, the, under a different light than or sun or something. Different sun? beans roasted different ways have different flavors. You can absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to take you one time to get a real espresso. A real espresso, not a burnt water espresso like you get at Starbucks. No offense, Starbucks is ubiquitous wow. and it's easy to get to. Sometimes wow. it's all you have. Wow. But a real. Tell that to the Dutch brothers. Yeah. Tell they, that to Tim they bring Horton. their windmill asses over here. When are we getting Tim Horton? You going? Where, I'll, look, Canada. I'll take, What's wrong with you guys? Why do you hate Austin so much? This guy over here, Chewy's like, let's go get a smash burger from uh, out of city influencers. And you want you it's want delicious. you want Canadian coffee? Make a I'll better like me one. T- I, I mean, it's I called Tim competitive. All right, this is what the free market is about. All right, I'll go Dunkin'. Oh, now, hey. you, now you're pro free market. I've always been pro free market, but when you you know Let's go when it's th- just Stanley Cups are popular and you make the same thing in every single uh, brand. Let's it's go not Dunkin'. Competitiveness. The city of Austin is, and this is for you, Bob. The city of Austin is contemplating new bike parking rules this week. I'm going riding tomorrow. You want to go too? Maybe. That's right. According to a presentation by Cole Kitten, the systems developed prior, uh, they want to create consistency between modal split goals and built environment to simplify bicycle park. As the number of parking spaces provided in developments go down over time, this would have an effect to reduce the number... I'm curious what the reasoning behind continuing the bicycle parking vehicle. Anyway, that meeting will be happening Thursday. That meeting will be happening this Thursday. Okay, I can't have reached my story limit. I'm reading the damn thing. I'm in the middle of it. Hey, how popular are Aldi's around here? They don't exist, do they? Oh, there is one up north, There's right? There's one over here on six. It's uh, like I'm shout out to this place over here. That's like six eighty five and Howard. Is it like a, a There's Trader an Joe's? Aldi, uh, Waffle House. There's some. There's like a, a Dutch Brothers. There's like some East Coast is stuff Aldi's going on European? over there. And I like there, it. Aldi's is a. It's no. like if I see it overseas. I, I wanted to go. Aldi's is an overseas company. They own Trader Joe's as well, but oh, they okay. let they leave Trader Joe's to operate as itself. But they do the same thing that Trader Joe's does. House is brands. All house brands. I'm gone. Do you like Aldi's? <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall for it, Chewy. I know where he's I going. I ask you a question. Do you like Aldi's? I've never been. I can't. You I can't sh- tell you. I've never been. Would you like to try Aldi's? <laughs> <laughs> Answer my question. I don't know like if I would like it or Aldi's. not. I don't. So I you like don't know if you would like Aldi's? No. I think I'd like... You I want like some Walgreens. of these? Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn. You can give me as many as you want. And uh, lastly, Austin ranks the best city in in Texas to find a job. It's fifth in the U.S. Now, see, that's a that's a statistic. Not 13. Wallahub compared 182 cities across the U.S. to inform its ranking and considered factors like the city's number of job opportunities, rate of employment growth, uh-huh. average monthly starting salary, and housing affordability. Despite Austin's high housing costs, uh, because of the strength of the market, it still came in fifth in the nation. That is, of course, unless you're working... In print media, there's a really good... I know that nobody's going to go there. I'm going to tell you two things about Texas Monthly. One is 
The Texas Monthly has a good story about Gannett, who bought out this Austin Statesman and has winnowed it down to essentially zero employees. I don't know what they're doing over there. This is pointed at their owner, not at the Statesman itself. They're a partner of our station. But they've got people over there doing 85 jobs. A, a city needs a quality daily newspaper. They do. We should not be a city of this size. Well, give me pictures of Spider-Man. You shouldn't go. be the 13th best coffee market in America and, and, not, and, have, have, nothing. and, and not have nothing and have no paper to talk right. about it. Exactly. That's Thank a, you for that, understanding where I'm going. You. Newspaper and coffee, coffee goes together like spaghetti and meatball for sure. Um, Matt, did you see this one, by the way? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Will you send that to me for tomorrow? I'll talk yeah. about it tomorrow. Because uh, we've already... Ex- gotcha. I've, I've, ex- I've done my eight minutes, and that's all I, I allow myself to do. You got it. Uh, I will say this about Texas Monthly. So I know that people aren't going to go there to read this article about mm-hmm. the statesmen because most of our listeners are like, I don't care. But I will tell you this. Oh. If you want to watch... I don't know who's running the social media, the Instagram account for Texas Monthly, but it's one of the best things out there. They are purposefully trolling. It's smart because if people respond to anything you post, it actually helps the algorithm and bumps you up, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they've just become plain plain trolling people. With, but it's fun to watch the comment threads. You got to get the engagement. My Toxic Tuesday is going to be about that today. They, I mean, it, think about it. It's awesome monthly. They they write stories, okay? That's it. But most people don't read the articles. They just make an assumption, and they get very mad at Texas Monthly. I'm going to pull up the exact head, headline that was out yesterday. It said, he stormed the Capitol and hid from the law at a Hill Country resort. Now he has his day in court. And it's about a guy who's going to court, and it's a story that's covering this guy and why he believed that he should storm the Capitol and all those things, right? Mm-hmm. But you know that people read into what they want. And they're saying, it, okay, 400, 429 comments. And it's just like January 6th wasn't an insurrection. It was a hissy fit by hillbillies. Another bias story, courtesy of Liberal Monthly. By the way, I gotta be honest with you. Can we do something about the state of Texas and teach people that the word is biased? B I A S E D. When is it bias? When I'm explaining what bias is. That guy has a bias. He has a bias. But he's biased. This, when I'm using it as an adverb, it, but when he's he biased. Did, when he did that, made that opinion, it, it was, was biased. biased. It wasn't bias. It was biased. Mm-hmm. I think it's some a people that, think it's both past and present. No, they don't know how to conjugate. They're idiots. Mm. Anyway, I just a shout out to sex. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was it's it's good quality pooping content to watch the fights that happen in those threads. It's inevitable. Once a day, they'll put out a story. Texans love barbecue. Oh, we need it. I'm tired of your liberal stories. They'll cover like, hey, um, this this people are doing interesting. They've decided to do vegan barbecue. When you read it, the article even say, will will vegan barbecue even work in Texas? That's what the article is, but nobody would go to the article. All right. Uh, can we get rid of the uh, headline news track and, and move into a track that just says, 
gentle, calm. I already did the window nation. Oh, you did? Yeah. Was I here? You were here. He's trying to get... No, no, no. I don't want to pause. I'm looking for... Does he hate me, Bob? Well, based on conversations we've had at our lunches... Yeah. That's what I'm asking about. Yeah, clearly. Why why has he started to hate me? Unequivocally. You got unequivocally earlier today. He has a bias against you. I'm biased. That's not true. It's not something you can't overcome. I mean... It's even worse. You can win him over. Maybe. I wouldn't lose sleep. Where are you taking daughter for dinner? Are you going to the hibachi grill tonight? Oh, no. take her. We're huh? going to, we're Kobe. Go, we're going to some uh, all-vegetarian sushi place, which I got to be honest Boring. with you. Tell me about it. My daughter's, my daughter is a vegetarian. She has been since she was, I think, five years old. She's vegetarian because she's never been to hibachi and had shrimp. Beef, I don't know. I and tried. chicken on the same mm-hmm. on the same plate. I've tried. I, They're going to toss tofu in your mouth? It's no, very no. easy to deal with because my daughter is not what I would call a... Sorry, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but she's not what you would call a political vegetarian. She didn't make the, the choice for any kind of... Mm-hmm. She just, at a young age, stopped eating meat. I get it. So did her mom. I may stop. And um, so I said... So uh, she... Yeah, there's some place she wants to go to that does... Uh, well, it's her choice, her birthday. Yeah, but I don't want to pay veg. I don't want to pay sushi prices if yeah. it's just cucumbers and avocado, roast beef and avocado. No. Now there you go. Now wait a minute. Mm. You can have imitation crab, right? There's no. no meat in that. Imitation crab is meat. It's pollock. It's it's fish. Have you tricked her yet and like made something and said this is jackfruit, but it's like really good meat, roast beef or something like wagyu. <laughs> wagyu. What would happen if your dad came to you and said, "I want you to try some jackfruit." Here, put this in your mouth. Well, yeah, jackfruit is vegetarian. It's a fruit or something. They jackfruit make, sounds like a name for a, a dong. They do barbecue with jack. She's aware of jackfruit. Yeah, no, I make her. I make stuff for her for out of jackfruit. I make right. food for her all the time. But then replace it with meat. Why would you do that to somebody? So she can get some protein in. She, she's taller than her mother. She's growing. I. I mean, proteins for the, the strength and meat. Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you just back down and go? Hey, it would be really rude. You know what I mean? She gets a to learner. trick her. Does she know she gets a learner's permit next year? I don't think they're into driving. Kids today, they don't even eat meat. If you want to get away from your dad bad enough, you. So that would be like going to Hillary Clinton's house. And replacing the ba- the baby's adrenochrome blood mm-hmm. with full-grown old man blood. That's cruel to do to somebody. Yeah, you can't just secretly it. replace something from somebody if they have their beliefs and they have their... You can't do that to somebody. It happens all the time in families. Don't act like it's assault or something. Constantly. Why I've you... been tricked. I've had deer meat before and didn't tell me it was deer meat. Well, that's... I don't like Do you don't understand cow. the difference between eating... Like, oh, I, I usually would eat a cow, but then somebody's... S- snuck in a deer. See, this is why he doesn't like you right now. Why? What am I doing? Because you're preaching to him. I'm not preaching. You're yelling at him. And and then I got to go to lunch with him later because you don't have lunch with us anymore. You and and I are going to lunch today. And and all he's going to do is complain. You and I are going. You're making me go over to Renegade to spend a bunch of money because you started this damn thing. It's for the show, man. It's for the ratings. Say what you want. We're all at each... I feel like there's a... It's a triangle of... What? CJ asked the other day, he said, uh, on the afternoon show, he goes, 
I notice that when I listen to the podcast a lot, it seems like Chewie's not listening to you. And I said, oh, that sounds that way? And he goes, yeah, it's pretty clear. I think he's trying to cause... I got what a lot CJ's going on. trying to do is cause a rift between our show. He's trying to... He wants Matt. I'm trying to think of something funny to say. And then uh, last week, I do want to apologize. I think I said Ooh. something about those... The ladies that are trying to do the, I guess, like commune homes or something where you come together... Oh yeah, and where they're buy a house well, together. No, it's Sis- not ladies. It's they, it's sister wives. It's not g- gender specific. No, there are persons. There are young people in Austin that are buying homes together. Uh, that are like in their thirties oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. unmarried, but they're buying homes together and investing, right. and then learning how to flip those properties to make money and eventually buy each of them have their own separate house. But those are two uh, ladies that were promoting it in the oh, article. Oh right, 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 right yeah, in that yeah. story. I think I said something about them, and I wasn't. I didn't hear that story completely. What did I you say? I thought they were somebody else. I, I said something about generational wealth or something like that when it uh, didn't apply to them because right. they're trying to help us there. Why do you want to apologize for that? Did somebody write you a letter? No, nobody wrote me. It just felt bad about that after I think uh, I thought about it. Because I was going to look up their, their this story. Is, this is an important lesson for us all to learn. We all can learn to apologize for the things that we've done wrong. My problem is, is even not on the show, uh, just talking to people off the air. I'm kind of in and out when y'all get long-winded. If anybody's just... If the conversation lasts more than a Bob, why do we let him talk? Seconds. Why do we let him talk on, on a station at all? Yeah, I don't know. Do you remember when we had that Rated. meeting? You and I said, Rated. no matter I what, wasn't part of a meeting. Do you remember Chewy. when we said, Chewy, we said, hey, management doesn't want Chewy on air, but we got to find a way to get him on. Oh, that meeting, yeah. And we, and we, we said, we got to do whatever we can. And we did because they wanted Chewy sitting in the other room over there. They said Chewy needs to sit in the other room and do production work. You need more production on your show. And we said it's more valuable to have him talking than to have production work. And we fought that fight. And won. To have him come over here and go, well, I tune out when you guys get long-winded. Well, not y'all, just everybody. Anybody that's talking to me. Oh. Now I want to know why CJ's listening to our show. I told Is he him trying to, st- to steal ideas? I told him to stop. Mm-hmm. I told him to stop. Yeah, he just told me he's addicted to long-windedness. Uh, so he loves our show. I love when CJ listens. Let's us know when the podcast isn't posted yet. <laughs> Are we all back to being friends now? I, I didn't know oh, we were I friends. We were farther just... apart. I... <laughs> all right. That's right. It's Toxic Tuesday, and I am. Your Toxic Avenger, here to avenge all of your toxic actions, habits, blame it on your past traumas by gaslighting your partner. Today, we're going to talk about something toxic that we can all relate to. There's uh, people that post online, that live their lives in social media, people that, you know, are, are scared to post maybe because of some things, ridicule, embarrassment, insecurities. All of these things pertain to this topic, which is online bullying. The specific subject today is a young woman named Nev. And she is on Instagram, and she posts fun, wholesome, corny jokes. Like what would that be? Like you have an example of a whole wholesome, corny joke? Absolutely. They're like dad jokes or whatever? They're exactly like like dad jokes. You know, why was the baby tomato not, you know, lagging behind? What did what did the father tell oh, him? Oh, catch up. Things like that. Okay. Um, I can play you some of her fun content. Uh, it's actually adorable. 
until is she doing it for a reason? Uh, I, I I'm guessing just to be a part of the entire you know rest of the world. Okay. Hmm. Um, but here, let me give you a little example of of what she does. I mean, it is a little weird. She's just telling other. She's just telling joke book jokes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- there's something about her where she's kind of part cringy and it's part kind of cute but awkward kind of thing. I guess what I'm saying is she is she purposely trying to be cringe? I think so. Or she's naturally cringe. I haven't figured that out. Okay. Um, you can decide on your own. So I'll, I'll play a little clip here uh, for everybody to hear. It's very wholesome, very nice. Um, You're going to have to throw it up to the screen. I sure am, ain't I? Yeah, otherwise it's going to be hard for us to hear uh, off those headphones there. Thank you very much. And you love the cringe accounts. I know this because whenever I'm on Instagram and I'm going through a cringe account Mm -hmm. and I see a clip that I like and I think, I'm going to send this to Chewy. It always says, liked by Big League True, Chew, KLBJ, and one million others. And I always realize that you've been there before me. Yeah. Um... She's adorable. She's cute, right? This is her right here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My trainer asked me what kind of squat I'm accustomed to doing. I said, diddly. (sighs) That's it. That's every single one of her videos. Okay. Wise words from Nev. That's her name. Now, how the internet responded. I don't know how it started. But every single comment is a disgusting comment (laughs) toward her. It's almost an aristocrat's joke where something is so wholesome or dirty, and then you say something like, it's that. You can take a look. D1 comedian. S in my cereal. Funny joke. Wear my foreskin as a swim cap. (laughs) S on me. Please fly into the South Tower. Oh, my God. Some... (laughs) Way funny. Shoot me in the head. Uh, S in my ear. Pour acid in my ear canal. Uh, and it goes on. And I I hate to say that I absolutely uh, went through all of them and was kind of laughing a lot. Is she in on the game, which is I'll give you something wholesome and then you write whatever you can horrible here? That's the thing. I don't know. Did I don't... she ask for that or did it just organically happen? That's I want to see another. I, I'm not getting her vibe. You want another video? Well, I'm just curious. Like she. The weather went from 90 to 55 like you just saw a state trooper. <laughs> Every day I'm shoveling. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'll say this. She's a lot. I'll compare to my Dave. dogs are named Timex and Rolex. You may not think she's They're a great my comedian, dogs. but she's as good as Dave Chappelle. They both laugh at their own jokes. Did you hear about the guy who was fixing breakfast on December thirty-first at midnight? Well, he wanted to make a New Year's toast. <laughs> Okay, I see what she's doing. Yeah, you, you see? Yeah. And so I don't, there are actual, like, white knights out there right now, influencers, other influencers that are defending her and saying... Not realizing she's in on all this. I don't know if no, she's she in on it. she clearly is. She I is. don't know. She's not, she was just like, Some oh, I'm going to put out... Some of the comments are turned off. Some of the video comments are turned off. That one we just watched, there's no comments. They turned it off. This one, though, does have comments. Um... 
Please molest me. I just sold meth to a child. My chest is ready. <laughs> uh, Beat me into a coma with a frying pan. Okay, I see. I see what's happening. So this is it's it's become the great thing about the internet is that it will make its own thing. Yeah. Like if she set out and said, "I'm going to post videos and I want people to post horrible things underneath it," she probably wouldn't have become very successful or gotten that done. Yeah. The fun thing about the internet is that sometimes the internet just is just going to do... The internet's going to internet. Mm, yeah. And so... And when she realized it, she just ran with it. Should something like this, I don't know, be moderated? Or is she reaping the benefits of all the engagement and probably making a little money? Bob, would you care about this? I know you felt, you know, angry sometimes about online bullying as you are becoming a social media influencer. Well, I think How that do you feel we about talked this? about this a little earlier with the Texas Monthly articles. Texas Monthly Instagram, they kept posting links to the 11 best campgrounds in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. And they would get six likes. Right. Who cares? Who cares? Three likes, 24 likes. Yeah. And somebody in their social media program, I noticed about a year and a half ago, started posting... They don't actually say what's in the article. They've gotten smart about it because yeah. a lot of times if they did, it, you would realize that it's they do a lot of, um, uh, they're moderates. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty fairly moderate magazine, right? But they'll just post something up that says, who was Texas's worst legislator this year? But they'll have right. a picture of Abbott in mm -hmm. there, even though he's not listed as, because he's not a legislator, right? Right. But it'll start these, and they're using clicky. the anger underneath, and it's raising their overall profile. So clicky. What we have learned is that, I mean, I think, don't you think there's a lot of people that are getting wealthy off of creating rage bait just in general? Yeah. It's the uh, way to do it. Maybe. I don't know how to do it, but. But I mean, yeah, but again, this, again, the I internet decided to do, and even I typed out a few that I'm like, should I send this? No. Maybe I'll get fired. I don't Why know. Why would you get fired? I don't know. I felt bad, but I had some funny ones. We're still a rock station. Our management I here doesn't care. I don't know, man. I can't tell her to. Think of the emails that management has defended us from. So you're telling me I should have hit send when I said, please. Why'd you dump that? Because. That would, that would not have gotten you fired. Okay. It would have gotten you a job on Food TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that the caller at least heard that. Uh, let's go to, is it Carolyn? Yeah. Carolyn. Carolyn, I'm sorry that you heard that joke. And Chewy, apologize. <laughs> apologize to this human being. Sorry, Carolyn. No, no problem. <laughs> oh, she sounds um, so sweet. I know. She's like, like tell us a dad joke. I'm sorry. I know. Go ahead. That's, that's okay. Okay, um... This is about um, the the animals, the issue with that, correct? The oh. issue with the animals? I Yes. Oh, to, uh, refresh us on that as well, because it, it's been a while we, since we've covered we were, a lot of stuff this morning. Since we were on that topic. <laughs> okay, I'll call back another time. Sorry. Oh, wait, wait. I think, are you looking for KLBJ AM? Oh, she hung up. Can we Scare call her, her back? Off. I'm surprised my joke that she didn't realize after I, I think she was stunned. <laughs> if she was calling AM and she heard that joke, 
She was probably what animal story are we? Stunt. We're not. We're not talking about animal stories. I think she's calling Kate. Here's she the problem. A, yeah. No, here's, no, I know. What are here's they the doing? Thing I that mean, doesn't we, make sense. Okay, we should copy it. We have an AM station, KLBJ AM, that they have decided to put on a repeater onto FM. So they call themselves KLBJ AM, but pe- people are listening to mm. FM radio and they hear KLBJ AM. Yeah, tired of fighting that fight. Call call letter confusion. Yeah. Well. So then they go. Well, then they look up and they go. Well, I'm listening to. I heard them say KLBJ, and I'm listening to FM radio. It must be. And then they call us. Um, my opinion on online bullying, and maybe Bob will have a different opinion. Maybe it's all going well with with moderating and everything like that. But I still think internet is just should be the wild. You're nobody. Nobody's forcing you to be on any social media platforms. I say that knowing that our but it's the main way our to be business forces us to informed. But, I guess, but th- it's that is man misinformed. Okay, okay. Jesus, I was like, I'm like of all people to come from you to say it's the best way to be informed. You get information and misinformation. So I mean, in the, in the in the wild west, I guess that's what it is, right? I, I don't know, Bob. You're cool with just. Don't read the comments. That's that's yeah, what I that's what Randy and I have been talking about this week. Is you've got a guy. Is, you've got a guy. You've got a hater right now on your YouTube channel. No, I no every, not, not every, specifically. I don't know the name. Everything you post, there's a guy who's got something to bitch and moan about. Every single video right, you put you can't out, can't take that. He shows up to bitch and moan. Right, right. How do you? Does it bother you? Uh. Uh-uh. Do you think that he should be eliminated from the YouTube platform for no, his behavior? No, because that, that's more engagement. Because people then fire off at him underneath yeah. the comments. Okay, now, here so that's is engagement. This, but, and guess but what? Is, the algorithm's like that. Is this the toxic trait, though, that we now are encouraging? We actually want people to be horrible because it creates engagement. Right. And that's what it's but all here's, about. But here's the, here's the thing, but I don't get much hate. In the world where we're full of, I don't know, depressed people and things like that, I mean, you never know what people are going through. And if this poor girl does something dumb because of something stupid someone said in the comments... I don't think she cares. she got how many subscribers or Are they likes? responsible? Are, are the commenters responsible if this, if this woman does something stupid because, I don't know... I think, I'd have, pages, to, I think I'd have to understand case-by-case case issue. Let's go to Alejandro. Alejandro. Hey, what's up, guys? You calling uh, call about the pets, the animals? Oh, yeah, all the pets. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the, uh, about the young, wholesome, uh, young, young yeah. uh, person who yeah. does jokes and stuff. So a couple weeks ago, I started seeing her pop up on a local comedian podcast. And I, I'm not saying that they're patient zero, but they were definitely commenting on the outrageous comments that were being made. And their fan base is, is just ravenous for, for trolling. So they're the same ones that... Is that, that where it started? Them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it started with them, but it, they definitely added fuel to the fire. And their fan base is ravenous for trolling. They're the same ones that troll Garth Brooks. <laughs> oh, is it like Segura that... That's or, the one. Your mom's house or whatever? Ah, okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, so they definitely added fuel to the fire. That's oh, why it's it gotten so yeah. popular. So mm. I hope I hope she doesn't take it too personally. She knows it's just the internet doing internet things. and she, Well, she's she still doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. being I mean, in the Wild West, there are these crazy, like, cowboys who don't have feelings that can go out there and participate, say stuff like this, 
take whatever with a grain of salt because they know it's not real life. It's the internet. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that are on there, like, could be a sweet, wholesome gal like this that takes everything to, to heart. And, yeah. and, and then that could be troubling for, I mean, we're, yeah, we're getting no. into online bullying in, in high school. and I have, school. Uh, I have not, I have disallowed my daughter to participate in most social media because, simply because of the kind of person that she is. She uh, has a hard time separating those those worlds, and until she, uh, I don't know, has a greater sense of self worth, I don't want somebody chipping away at that. Yeah, somebody will say something and not know anything about you. Yeah, and, and my or- daughter takes all of those comments very personally. She's thinks that I'm an absolute prick because I won't mm-hmm. let her on the the TikTok <laughs> and, and whatever. She. Uh, and so she's just like, you're the worst dad ever because everybody's on it. And I'm like, oh, I get oh. that everybody's on it. I'm right. also the person raising you, and mm. I see the things that you react to, and I don't think it's the best for your mental space right now until you learn that to like yourself a bit more. Mm. And uh, yeah. and so that, that, that part, I guess, worries me. But that's my job as a parent. My job as a parent is not to yell then at the platform and tell TikTok they have to change the way that they do their stuff. Mm. All right, thank right you, Alejandro. Do you comment? Are you we're, in the comment section anywhere? Go ahead. I'm lurking. I'm lurking, but I don't want my name on any of those comments. <laughs> no, you might want to run for office someday. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. Like one lady from KLBJ AM heard me say what I was going to put. Dude. And I'm worried about her going to the governor. How yeah, long do you think you about wanna, that one? You want to read some shock and awe. You want to hear some weird stuff, but no, nah, I'm just lurking. But real quick, before y'all cut me loose, I just want to say I'm really proud of y'all for sticking to your resolutions. I listen to y'all every morning. When I get to work, I switch over to the app, and I, y'all inspire me to continue my resolution. What's your resolution you this year? Oh, I'm just going pull-ups, baby, every day on the hour. Nice. Oh, nice. In the Dude's doorway? Did you put one of those doorway pull-up bars up? You uh, go to the jam. I, I, I mounted a, yeah, something like that. Yeah, just, just every hour, consistency. That's what it takes, guys. Thank y'all so much. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Big returns. Now that I feel bad because I really want to. I really want to bail out of my resolutions. I got a salad. I'm going to eat. I was thinking about last night. I was like, I think I want to bail out all these. It just seems like too much. It seems daunting. I'm leaning into it. I actually ate my egg whites this morning, and I got a salad. I'm about to eat. That way, I never fall for y'all's lunch thing. Bob being a bad influence. Let's go to caller. (laughs) Caller. What's going on, big guy? What's up? Hey, so one thing these uh, idiots don't understand, when they're going after somebody online, they're actually supporting them. By right. You. Right. Anything you do that, that the algorithm doesn't care whether it's hate or love. It just cares that, hey, this seems popular right now. I don't think they hate her either, just because they're posting weird oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, I don't think they hate her at it's all. They're just posting just, perverted the game stuff. Is, I think the game is who can post the grossest thing. I right. will say this. A lot of those commenters aren't very good at writing something gross because I'm like, eh, that one's kind of lame. I that thought one's mine too wordy. was good. Mine was creative. Mm. Yours is a little, little, little wordy. If you made a, a redu- wordy, you a little wordy. You need to. I think you trim a couple things out of there and it'd be a little bit better. Fine. If I just say make a reduction sauce out of that. No. Why not? Why? Why can't you just say reduce? Why don't you reduce? Because people your- won't understand that. You don't think people understand? They don't know how to pronounce they. I mean, right there, there, and make there. a reduction out of your squirt. <laughs> Wait, why do you, you have to dump? You have to dump. No, squirt gun. The stuff that comes out of your squirt gun. There's also, but you also a soda. say reduce also your squirt soda gun. Called squirt. Yeah. And you can make a reduction sauce out of that. You yeah, can. Okay. Many people I'm have. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, Mark Caesar is not happy, by the way, and he wants to talk to you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guy. Have a good one. Uh, wow, why are people calling in? James, hopefully the dump's working. 
Go ahead, James. Uh, yeah, it, my thing is, I, I'm so upset that I can't even get people mad at what I say. Oh, you, you're not as provocative. And it, what's the last thing you posted that was angry? Uh, I it was something on Greg Abbott's on X, and okay. then I everybody's going to agree with that. Even the right sometimes. Here's the I issue know. too: How many people have you? Over the years, how many people have you chased away? Everybody has kind of gone off into their own silos. So how many people do you have that uh, that are that even disagree with you? Yeah, you got to go comment on someone's comment section. Would you that say that, would you say that you're someone who tends to lean left? C- correct. And okay. I, I used to stay up late at night crafting amazing arguments that got me a FU libtard. Yeah, so everybody, all those people left. So here's what you want to do. If you want to create some fuzz, then you need to put something into your, your well, I, obviously, the, here's another problem. Nobody's on Twitter. Like, they that thing got murdered and killed, so you got to go to a different platform. Oh, I left it. I'm, I'm out. Okay, it, it just, it, it's just, man, I'm sad, because there used to be a lot of engagement there, and that one's kind of dumb. Uh, it's, it's, it's become bot crazy. But do, do this. Go to any other platform, and then... Post something completely opposite, maybe how you feel, and then it'll like just say something like, um, "I wish somebody would uh, uh, that that dumb a- AOC is an idiot," and uh, and then because then your friends will be like, "Oh my God, James, have you lost your mind?" Does that make sense? What if I go on to the uh, Matt and Bob page and say, "This is the greatest radio show ever"? Everyone will disagree. Everyone That's how you start. Okay, yeah, perfect. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank okay. you, James. Appreciate you. Uh, hey, caller, what's your name? Uh, is Aaron. Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, I'm, uh, hey, I think the toxic trait of this is not what happens online. It's the fact, though, that we've blurred that line. It, you, the Internet, yeah, it used to kind of be the wild, but everybody's turning now real. Like Where you say, like, it's not real life. Well, people are turning real life into the Internet. You make a good so point. People are now behaving out in public. Like they do online. It does make real chemicals in your brain trait. react. Yeah. So I mean, to me, that's the toxicity of it, is that we're teaching people to be rude. And so now we're all, you know, like the YouTuber that was shot because he kept trying to provoke people in public. I mean, yeah, I saw that one in the I mall. That's just going to happen. I don't know. I kind of like that. God, that was annoying, bro. I mean, look, you can't get in people's personal space and keep on doing this stuff. For a right, no, I know, but I think that we thought, I think that we're blurring that line of the internet and real life, and people think you get to do that in real life. Too. Yeah, I, I think, think people that, being rude all day long with uh, zero recourse, you've got a good point. Sometimes people forget. I mean, it, you used to, you could smart off and say whatever you wanted to, but you were probably going to get popped in the, right. in the jaw, and... There is no, there is no jaw popping on, uh, on the, you, you create a troll account. You're anonymous. You just say horrible things all day. There's some pee popping. That's true. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, I mean, that's a good thought. I feel like I think that's the most uh, salient. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the word I want. Sentient. That's not the word I want. I don't either. That's the best observation that's come to the, from today's Toxic Tuesday. That's what I want. But should we have a national holiday? And I don't want to say the government shut it down, but just a no national holiday. No social media for a day? Not even social media, just internet. 
Everybody, like, just hey, put your now, servers on hold. Now you, electric, yeah. that, and now you, you should have sound, paid it the day before. How now am you, I going to do this? You sound it? like Tipper Gore now when she said we need to start getting rid of uh, uh, foul lyrics in the I'm music. I'm not asking for us to get rid of it. I'm just a day of, that you would, know. That would crash the market. Just like any religion will What's have you What's the incentive? You, could, or, you, can't tell, you can't incentivize people by taking away stuff from them. Even though Matt takes away stuff from his daughter. There will be other incentives for going out. There will be all kinds of sales. But I'm it's a saying, national holiday. Well, that's the thing. Now, Social if you wanna, clubs will happen during yeah. that day. If you want to say it's the day off of the internet and everything at Target is 50% off, now, if, as long as you don't go on the mm. internet. We can, I mean, we can do it voluntarily, maybe. But, I mean, companies, if they actually, if Reddit was like, all right, we're going offline. If Facebook is like, all right, we're going offline. Even Twitter or X is like, all right, we're going offline. And everybody goes offline for a day. And you got to go outside and communicate. God, there are going to be so many babies made on that day. You think so? Yeah. Mm, maybe. I don't know. All the dating apps go offline or just agree to it. I don't know. Let's go to That's Tim. One thought. last call. That sounds like a John Lennon Imagine kind of thing. Yeah. Tim. Fake Manny. Hey, Fake Manny. You're not online bullying people, are you? No, but you know what? You're talking about the animals. I'm hungry. I can show you some carnitas. Orale. Orale, Manny. I appreciate you. Have a good one. Love fake Manny. Uh, well, I don't think... I'm. I, first off, I'd like to apologize to Carolyn, the KLBJ AM listener that heard my awful comment while I'm she was on the phone. We probably the have a listener The name brand of a lemon-lime soda is Squirt. Right. You said nothing wrong. You said make a reduction from squirt and pour it on your veal chop. There is nothing what you said that is untoward. Thank you. People sometimes make a barbecue sauce out of Dr. Pepper. Or Coke. You can, you, I marinate fajita meat and Coca-Cola. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There was, I mean, I, I wanted to participate in the so-called fun. Because you know us. We're disgusting. That what do you get if you juice an orange? Ju juice? What orange juice? Yeah. What do you get if you juice a grape? Grape juice. What do you get if you juice a little furry cat? Forward. Mornings with Matt and Bob presents <laughs> Nods to, to the, the Odds. Well, oh, yeah. goodness me, oh my. I did not expect that it's so early. It's your time. You guys, it's your time to shine, hey, Matt. You guys do a little announcement about uh, this big prize we have coming up while I pull this stuff up because I was yeah. I was busy I was busy looking about uh, who our we famous neighbor it. was. We got uh, listen going out to week. us, powered by Chewy, for a chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Freaks on Parade tour, starring Rod Zombie, Alice Cooper, with special guest Ministry and Filter, Saturday, September fourteenth at Germania Insurance Amphitheater. Love it. Tickets are on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. Go to the concert calendar at klbjfm.com mm. for the direct ticket link. Hey, uh, that's from, uh, that's official. It's signed here by by uh, Johnny Rude. So then it is official. It's official. That's happening. Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie, Ministry and Filter. It's like a festival in one go. day. I want to see Rob Zombie again. I saw him at Ozfest. Hmm. A security guard was arrested with a severed hand in his pocket. Oh. He says he's not sure where the hand came from. He's currently being held on a $1 million cash-only bond. That's cash in hand, by the way.
Now you make a joke about squirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Google is Google. admitting, uh, this is uh, not the odd, by the way. Mornings with Matt and Bob presents Nods to the Odd. Uh, Google says they will change the description of their incognito mode. They say that uh, Google has incognito mode. It, 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 they, it apparently does nothing. I never understood it. It was supposed people. It's a guy I think, with glasses, right? Yeah, it's people think that I'm brow. They think that's private browsing. No, but it turns out that Google is still tracking everywhere you're going on the internet. They're just not allowing other companies. But then they take that information and they sell it. That also said, oh, well, also there are some backdoors and websites can still gather data about you as well. It means that only people blocked from knowing your browsing history when using incognito mode um, will not know what's going on. Um, Hmm. Basically, it does nothing. So they're saying, sorry, we shouldn't have called it incognito mode since it's not being incognito. I guess what I'm trying to say is if guys... If you're using the Chrome browser and you're using incognito mode so that you can do your dirty work, mm-hmm. your wife can still find out exactly where you've been. Especially if she works for Google. Especially if she works for Google. So, heads up, maybe be a little more careful when you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. If you're saying what I'm saying. Eh. You'll just get all the ads you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mornings with Matt and Bob presents Nods to the Odd. A Florida anger management therapist is in trouble. His name is Travis McBride. He's a, He works as a, an anger management specialist. He's just been recently released, uh, uh, not, um, arrested. Um, he got in a fight with Clinton, Clint Dorsey. And uh, in the middle of the street, surrounded by several witnesses, that's when he uh, pulled out a gun, he shot Clint Dorsey several times, and then stuffed him into the back of a trunk. He apparently had an ongoing dispute with the gentleman. Uh, once again, uh, the man works as an anger management mm. specialist, and he shot another person several times in the street, and then stuffed his body into the trunk of a car. Thank you, Florida. You did it. Does it seem ironic at all to you? Is there such thing as an anger management specialist? Or is it one of the things where it's like, hey, it's I can help you be I can help you be better, but I can't help me be better? I'm like that. I can give good advice. I can't take it. I can't take my own advice. But What's can- some of the best advice you've ever given out? Give up sugar. Mm. Okay. Stop running. I got, I got that one. Um, but I can't, you know, can't, you can't take my own advice sometimes. Okay. But I'm, I'll dish it out. At least, you, hey, at least you can admit it. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the first Mornings step. Mornings with Matt and Bob presents Nods to, to the, the Odds. Uh, a woman, uh, she's 24 years old. She went to go see a doctor because she said that uh, she felt an extreme shortness of breath. Extreme. Extreme shortness of breath. And uh, after an exam, she had a 32-kilogram tumor removed from her ovary. (laughs) It had attached to her intestine and her organ connective tissues. Doctors decided to operate straight away 
seeing as you know she had this giant it's it's i'm seeing a picture of it it is i don't know how much 32 kilograms is because i don't know how to do conversions or math kilograms that's probably about 27 pounds 26 something pounds it's big though it looks really big it looks like the size of a pumpkin that would win a county fair damn does she still have it well, no, she didn't. They took it out. That's why they had emergency surgeries. Do you think she had emergency what? surgery and they just did something else, like a nose job? No, I mean, like, you get to keep it after oh. it's out of your body. I don't know. She's going to need a big, big bag to get that home, though. You don't get to keep it. That's, uh, I don't like that they don't let you keep, like, what if you sever a foot or... That's mine. That was yeah. mine. You just did the operation. Exactly. What else is eBay for? Stock eggs. Doctor said a tumor of this, <laughs> a tumor of this size is extremely unusual. As women usually seek medical help at a much earlier stage. The patient said she was afraid of the operation and therefore suppressed uh, the tumor. I would like to em- emphasize that affected women should not be afraid. They are in the best hands with us. Our clinic is geared towards providing a ha- have a highly specialized medical assistance. Early detection is important. Ladies, if you suspect that the reason you're having a hard time breathing is that a giant 20-pound tumor has taken over your body... Please seek medical assistance. Mornings with Matt and Bob presents Nods to the Odd. Probably dehydrated, ladies. You think that's what it is? It's just probably dehydrated. Well, women without Stanley Cubs. Tourists are being attracted to Chicago right now uh, for a rat sized hole in the sidewalk. Mm, They were pouring, uh, what's that stuff called? Concrete? Cement? Mm hmm. Cement or cement? Uh, cement when it's dry. And it's concrete when it's wet? I don't know. The, uh, it looks like a, apparently a rat must have fallen off of something and fallen into the spot. And it's created almost like a cartoonishly ridiculous, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like yeah, a, yeah, the yeah. flat yeah. landed yeah. right there and it right. just splattered right. So it looks ridiculous. And uh, But now what's happened because everything is Instagram, Instagram, Instagram these days. They have, uh, it's now attracting tourists uh, by the tens so that everyone can get a picture of themselves next to the rodent-shaped impression on a Chicago sidewalk. Some people insist that it's not a rat and that it is a squirrel outline. Though, I don't know how you would tell the difference between a squirrel outline well, and a rat tail, outline. But I don't know if a, well, a well, furry tail fall, would register It doesn't in register. Cement. It doesn't register in well, cement or cement. Enough, I don't know. I mean, it hit hard enough that it's bought. I mean, it's clearly the outline. There's no... It looks like when uh, the Wiley Coyote runs through a wall or something. It's a complete. It is a an absolute outline of a rat. Do like squirrels you, and rats not have beef? I feel like they that be rats have both in the same kind of. Here's the weird don't, thing: don't rats have pointy noses? So do squirrels, really? When you oh, think about they? it. Here's the weird thing about that I didn't know. When you, I think of squirrels as living in trees and rats as being underneath the house. But I had now, as an adult, multiple times seen rats. Crawl up trees and then jump from a tree onto a house, whatever. Oh they spend as much time as tree, in trees as the squirrels do. Morgan Spurlock's rats. Watch that documentary on, on Netflix. Uh, also, does it really come down to the tale is why we think that squirrels are adorable and cute, but that we think that rats need to be murdered uh, by the probably. dozen? Well, yeah. they probably got less diseases than rats. Squirrels, they eat nuts and fruits and adorable. And rats are eating all the dumpster juice products. Have you seen your diet? Yeah, I'm poisonous. You should go to Aldi's. I'm venomous. 
Yeah. Uh, Paul Odo has just <laughs> arrived here this morning. Paul, you ever you, you you live up north at all? I'm on the east side. East side. Have you shopped at the grocery store Aldi's up north? I haven't shopped at that, but it's a place that my parents are always trying to get me. Your to parents get. like Aldi's? Yeah, they love it. They like Aldi's nuts in their mouth. <laughs> 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 my mom go way back. By the way, that is today's Mornings with Naughty Matt Odd. and Bob presents Nuts to the Odd. Uh, folks, if you uh, join us for our most recent live evenings with Matt and Bob powered by Chewy, uh, you were regaled. Why do we always do that when we talk about comedy? The comedy stylings. Uh, Paul Odo helped to open up our show. Fantastic comic. He's here this morning. Uh, good morning, Paul. Oh, morning, man. That that was a fun show. I was really happy to be a part of that. Well, I'm glad fun. you had a good time. You didn't have a good time? Paul, I first met Paul when he was doing comedy in Houston. Are you an OG Texan, or were you just in Houston for a bit? I started in, yeah, no, I'm, I'm from Houston. Okay. Born on Telephone Road. It's about as Houston as you get. Yeah, that is really Dang, very yeah. Houston. And then you were in uh, New York for quite yeah, some quite time. Yeah, quite a while, 14 years. Yeah, but uh, the I would say that the the old COVID and the entire city shutting down, you were like, all right, I'm I'm not going to do this right I now. I wrote it out there. That was I, I, I was there the whole time. But then that. you bailed right after that. Afterwards, I did it. And I was like, I think, yeah, that was a good exit. I wanted to go out that way. Because it was, yeah, it was, I got to see the full spectrum of what you could experience. I think that you're, hey, and here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike McRae. The man of a million voices. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Paul, a question for you. Yeah. So, well, not a question, more like a statement, but you're kind of a, uh, what do they call it, an autodidact? Uh, you don't you don't just do stand-up. You build furniture. You're a woodworker. Uh-huh. And did you know that you were an incredible painter, or did that just happen by accident? I, I had always painted. I just never thought to do it for a living. And then COVID actually gave me the opportunity to try doing it, and, I, and it became what I do during the day now. What's weird is, and I know, does it sound like a backhanded compliment that everyone recently has been like, well, I didn't know that you... Had talent. <laughs> it's intimidating how good he is at it. it. The first time I saw one of those paintings, it was a giant. I think it might have been the octopus. That very yeah. large yeah. panel you did of the octopus. Yeah, that was whatever. my first really large scale painting. That was uh, done for the uh, U.S. diplomat to the country of Mali. Okay, because it was insane. I saw that and I thought, well, this is he's doing a sketch or a joke. Where he's acting like he's putting on the finishing touch because clearly the joke is nobody who does stand-up paints this well. How does somebody learn how to... I'm sorry, that's a dumb question. No, no, no. How you learn how to paint like that? I guess because you do it a lot. I just always had painted and drawn, and and it was the thing that I did. But how come none of us knew that? <laughs> because it was something. That's that the th- I guess that's what I'm upset about, is that how did nobody... How are you that good, and then... But we don't know. Well, it wasn't something... I don't like art or artists. And so is this thing where I, I, I never wanted to be one. And then I like comedians more because we don't take things too seriously. And the problem I have with art and artists is they take everything too seriously. So mm. I've always been on the side of the Joker because I like that. And so it makes it difficult for me to hang out with art people because I don't know how to joke with them. You are kind of a, uh, I mean, you're... I don't want to call you a southern boy in that, like, like you don't play a hammered dulcimer or I don't know if you know how to tie a noose or those other terrible I, things about the southerners. Don't don't I, lean in and go, I love tying well, nooses. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you hate to tell people. It's like, I could tie a noose, and they're like, why? <laughs> it's like, I think we should all know how, just but, in case things get really bad for us. You've worked at warehouses. You would work. You're not the typical. But you, what you're saying is you did not, you, you didn't want to have to suddenly... 
where you didn't want to wear turtlenecks and berets. Yeah, well, it was Doesn't something. Fit you. It was in my mind. I always figured, well, I'll do stand up, and then one day, if I have enough like financial comfort, I can paint for myself, and it won't be. A, it's just that was That's always incredible. the way that I viewed it. And then it, as luck would have it, it turned the other direction. So it's like, so now I paint so that I can do stand up, and people great. think that. That when I talk to comics, they're like, oh, so what, are you like an artist now instead of a comic? I was like, no, I'm an artist instead of a bartender. And then I'm still a comic. And I've always been a comic. Right. Yeah, it's just now now I have one that doesn't make me hate the world. We're Whereas, also joined this morning by Mike McRae, who's a longtime friend. Hi, guys. Hey, Incredible comp. Mike, why don't good you have other there. talents? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? I'm, good, I'm good at air guitar. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. It. How are you this morning, man? I'm good. How it's, are you? Uh, well, it's great. It's good to hear you. It's good, good to, to see you. Good to uh, be back. Why are you guys in this morning? I mean, we know, but why don't we tell the people why you're here? Well, we have a, uh, Paul and I have been hosting a uh, stand-up showcase uh, for about a year now, and mm -hmm. this Thursday is our, our year anniversary show, and we've been wanting to come on and, uh, yeah, promote the show and uh, tell people about it. I'm kind of pressure you out. into doing a set at some point. Yeah, come oh, on, yeah. Matt. Yeah. 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 Come on, you Matt. Been, uh, Matt, you've been to this show before. Yeah. There's going to be been, a comeback. I've, I've been to your show, I think, three times now. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorites in town. It's I've, monthly, yeah. I, here's the thing I'll tell you is that, you know, there's so many shows, and, and frankly, uh, I probably am in judgy that I don't give a lot of the new shows time because I don't recognize the name of somebody hosting it. And frankly, sometimes, I mean, a, a good host could really make or break a show. And... Mm -hmm. oh, uh, or anyone at least having the brain to know who should I book on this show, yeah. right? Because sometimes you get a show and they're like, did you really book 45 people on a single show? What is this? You guys do a great job. Yeah, it we is don't a, do that. It is a small, compact list of really talented people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to take the time to leave my house, to put on pants. Mm -hmm. Right. Pants are required. We don't ask much, but have pants. Please, pants. It's a family place. It's at Oddwood Brewery, and here's the thing that I think that you guys own that's been really fantastic, because there's not, you can't say this about a lot of things in Austin anymore, but you charge a $0 ticket. It's a free yep. ticket yeah, for yeah. what free. is really an insanely good show, and so a couple times I've put on pants and I've stuck down there. They've got great beer, and then the room itself, uh, it's comfortable. You sit in there, there's chairs, it's not like one of these places where, I don't it's very know. very intimate. It's, 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 people are on top of each other, it's close. And then you the have a joint. cup of really great comics, and then you also don't try to turn it turn it into a three hour show. I don't need a three hour comedy show. No, yeah. we don't want that either. No, yeah. we got well, not when you're go. working for free, right? Well, exactly. That's also one of the benefits of like Mike and I haven't done comedy for so long. Like we we can feel the idea of an audience getting tired or people. You know, it's like that's and and you know it yourself. Like orchestrating a show. Oh boy, I know when an audience is getting yeah, tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I I when Mike and I were starting it up. I remember we would often talk about, like, Punch, how fun that show was. Yeah. And, and the idea is to build this up to be such a fun, regular thing like that was because that had that exact same vibe that you want. Well, it's, it's, like a, a, it's a great vibe. Um, here's the deal. We gotta, uh, we're going to play track, and then we're going to join you. We're just going to hang out. We're going to BS. We're going to talk about what we've missed, where everybody's been, how everybody's been. And then... Um, and then, hey, do you guys know about this? Do you guys know about the Freaks on yes. Parade Tour? No. Starring uh -huh. Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, and a special guest ministry and filter. We'll oh. be giving tickets away to that. What a bunch of freaks. A little bit later. Uh, <laughs> stick around. Now, I got a question for Paul. Okay. It's not comedy related. It's art related because yes. you know I'm interested in that. Yeah. 
And I have, I've been online the last few minutes looking at your uh, your fine paintings. Oh, and thank you for saying and such thank nice you. things, by yes. the way. And a lot of them are like sofa-sized, which is really cool for mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Do you ever have people order, like commission a painting based on the size? That's yeah. got to make you feel good, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that like, octopus was specifically was like, like, can you do a three foot by four foot? So thing? my fascination like, with painting is always like, how do you know when it's finished? It's, uh, it's How like, do you know? It's like making and solving a puzzle at the same time is the way I describe okay. it. So you just keep like putting pieces in place. And I just keep going around. But why not one more stroke on yeah, that yeah. octopus? Why right. not? Because it's a balance thing. So you just keep, I, and, and it's the best I can describe it as building a, a thing and solving at the same time. I think time. I would keep adding until there was a black canvas. It helps when you there's a deadline. Mean? Like, okay. yeah. Now that, that, yeah. Might, that might be <laughs> like, what you need. Just like any like, artist. I'm going to stop at midnight <laughs> yeah. tonight, yeah. no matter. How do yeah. you know when you're done? Well, when you need that check. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I really need but, to pay rent. Yeah, it's I think it's done. But there's a comparison to comedy there, because how do you know when a joke is done? Well, I was getting ready to ask, right? Totally. Do, you, yeah. do, you, uh, do either of you guys ever have jokes that are done? I yeah, I was just talking about this because I'm prepping to do an album or like a special recording in April, and so I have my hour that I'm working right now. Which Mike just came over and watched. I did a headline and set yeah. over at Cap City, and you can feel the bits. These work. Started. Well, thank you. You, you could feel them. You could feel them starting to like be like, all right, this is good, but any like much longer, it'll be too ripe. You but know, I, like well, it gets. Fatty. One of the things I really respect about Mike is I've been watching Mike. Too. There's not a lot of stand-ups that I'll watch their whole set, and I don't mean that in a, in a, a rude way. It's just that you get to know your friends' sets pretty well yeah. in this business, mm-hmm. and uh, even your friends you find really funny, you watch them and you go, "Oh yeah, they're they're really getting it tonight." But then you can get easily distracted, or I'm going to go work on my own set in my head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mike's a guy I enjoy watching every single time because over the years I've watched him do bits, and I know the bit. But they'll always there's a tweak here or there, or it's coming in a different order. Uh, there's always something you can be a huge Mike fan and still see a new set each time. Absolutely. Is that because yeah, you're you constantly can... cra- recrafting, or is it because you've got ADD and you don't want to commit to you? You don't want yourself to get bored. I, I have no I have no problem uh, doing a joke the same way over and over again if that's how it's working. But you know sometimes. You know, I, I've been doing it for so long that, you know, I, I've learned how to, like, okay, this is, like, this this whole sort of chunk is not relevant anymore, but you can sort of salvage. You can, like, go in I and, see like, you're saying. pick it apart for parts, you know, and take these things and repurpose them in, in other ways, uh, in other bits. Uh, uh, say, like, a news story falls out of uh, the kind of the general knowledge of the population. So you're like, well, I can't really do that bit, but then something else comes back and it goes, and then you go, oh, that reminds me of, do you guys remember that? And then you, you're you're saying you can, or, yeah, yeah or like, like a parts car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, like this voice, this you know, I, I've got impressions in my act and right. sometimes the bit doesn't, but like the impression part is still works. So you put it in some other sort of thing. Yeah. Like, so, you know, people yeah, can hop ex- around. For yeah. sure. Yeah. You swap it out. It's like, this is no longer Elian Gonzalez. This is now so and so. Yeah. Like from succession. Hey, 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 I'm still doing my Elian Gonzalez. Uh, yeah. Show. I mean, that's still relevant, right? <laughs> yeah. That was only, what, 35 years ago? So it works. <laughs> yeah. It fits right in. He's good. He's big now. He could take it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's middle-aged. Right. Oh, that just got really sad. Mm-hmm. Ellen Gonzalez really is just like a... He's just like a dad somewhere, like all pissed off because his wife is overplanned on the weekend and he's got no time for himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quit holding up that picture of that cop pointing that rifle at you and take the garbage out. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Two, 
tubing again, the last thing I want to do is tubing. <laughs> Tired of tubing. <laughs> Joke for anyone 45 old and older. Yeah, Everybody like... else young is like, what are they? What on earth are they, they, are they talking about? Uh, what have you been up to, Mike? Are you doing what? Like, what's uh, you always have irons in the fire? You, I'm always amazed. No, no, no. You look shot. I'm just amazed because I wish I did. All right, maybe it's slower. There, there's that thing where. I would just talk to you, and you're just casually like, oh, yeah, I do all these voices for Disney. And I would find these things out about you, even though well, I've known you for a long time. it's an election year. You've done I, politicians over the years, so it seems like maybe things will tick up with the election and everything. Mm. Uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, maybe not. You don't sound committed to that at all. You're like, ah, ah I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm hosting a, a showcase with Paul here called Dream Horse Comedy Showcase yep. on Monthly. Uh, Might be some impressions that find their way in there, no, I think. probably not. Well, um, we ought to, though, because uh, at some point, we do a little opening every time, yeah, which we, you've we, seen before. Yeah, we've we tried to figure out some way to open the show that's uh, entertaining. And I want to, another thing I wanted to say about it is, uh, uh, you know, there's kind of like, there's sort of old Austin and new Austin now as far as yeah, absolutely. stand-up. Absolutely. And one of the things we, we really, really have tried to do is to, like, book, to blend the two with our our booking, so you're going to see. Define what you mean by old Austin and new Austin. Well, starting during the pandemic, people started moving here for comedy purposes from all over the country, and especially when Joe Rogan announced he was going to move here and open a club here, uh, the, the the influx of people from out with Austin mm-hmm. was really overwhelming, and they kind of had created their own. Comedy world yeah. separate than what, what you been and I were familiar yeah, yeah, with, where yeah. you and I came from. So there's a little bit of an overlap, a bleed over between the two, um, but not a, not as much as I would like to see. And I've been kind of out of the scene. Are, are those two scenes just... Well, actually, it feels like now when I look online, there just seem to be like six scenes I feel going like simultaneously. Yeah. Well. To kind of getting back to what you were asking me initially about, like, what let made you leave New York and come here? That was a big part of it. Is I feel like there's an enormous comedy and arts renaissance happening in Austin right now. I think it's a it's a real seismic thing. Probably and because they, it's so affordable to be an artist in the city. There's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. so like, the, yeah. the wonderful afford, affordability and low housing costs have really contributed. Honestly, right? people telling me, they're like, you yeah, move hey, in Dale Austin. Dale Watson can't afford to live here anymore. <laughs> Let's yeah. move to Austin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it's a lateral move from here, from New York, yeah, you could tell. Like, yeah. It's just like, oh, you're moving to Austin? It's so expensive. It's like, dude, I've been camping in New York for the past 14 years. Right. Uh, at least I can have an apartment now. Okay. You know, something. So, but that's part of the deal was that brought me here was all those different scenes and all the things that are building right now. And I feel like there's like three major components. Like I think that there's the old Austin. I think there's mothership type thing, and then there's the the creek and like Roscoe's and these other like and smaller places. And, and we should say like Creek came out of New York scene. It did. Yeah. yeah. And and these, uh, Creek in the cave for those that we we we, yeah. we everything's short. There's Cap. There's Velve. <laughs> That's right. I know. We for, I forget. Muzz. Uh, yeah. Muzz. Muzz. Yeah, now there's like, it seems like there's a new comedy club every day. There's yeah. Black Rabbit. There's uh, Sunset Strip. There's all these little places. <laughs> I love that you what? just shot. shot. Like, what? What, what the hell is that? Black Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's just little little places. And, and each one of them is sort of like in the Venn diagram closer to like Mothership or Cap City. Or like Now, are lines being drawn? Like, are, can you... Uh, or is there exclusivity? 
believe- like if you do certain clubs, you, like you remember no. all the late shows used to be the talk shows oh, on right, TV. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you did Leno, you can't do Letterman, I, et cetera. You I know? have not detected any no, of that. No, me neither. Luckily. And I think it's so fresh that that hasn't happened yet, which is why right. I think it's so exciting. Because there it's are still- cities. Uh, 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 now I don't, I don't say you couldn't play, but you certainly had a home club in in L.A. Mm-hmm. and the rooms you were passed at, and then a lot of people just. Uh, it was almost like self-segregation. Wouldn't go mm-hmm. to certain other places. Yeah, right. It kind of something. I think sometimes they thought, well, I'm going to get heckled from the back of the room by those comics because people got very turf-oriented, maybe. Sure. Because mm-hmm. stage time was hard to get. Uh, maybe right now why it's not happening is that stage time seems to be prolific in the city of well, Austin. It's, it's gold rush. It's insane right now how I don't, uh, I don't care what the show is, a show with all, seven comic names you haven't heard of, even if you're in the comedy world, mm-hmm. and in the house is still full. I don't. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some yeah. poorly attended shows somewhere, but comedy's having a big renaissance in Austin. Yeah, and I love it. It it makes me so excited because I, I just I love the uh, I love the chaos of it a little bit. Like when things aren't set in stone, you can do whatever you want, and that's one of the fun things about the show that we're running. And that was part of the reason to do it was to be like, oh well, there are no rules right now. Like a lot of the comedy cities, like New York or LA, like a place, a wonderful place like Oddwood, where we do our show. If we approach them with a comedy show, they're like, "We've been burned by comedy enough oh, times really? to yeah, know that yeah. we're not doing that yeah. again." <laughs> but now everybody's like, "Oh yeah, it's fun. It's comedy. Yeah. It, it, we haven't gotten sick of it just and yet." We, and we try to book people from all of these aspects of the Austin. All the all these scenes. So there's going to be people that you guys know and your listeners are familiar with, you know. Uh, but then and they can turn on to some new people too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some people who who've like I said have moved here in the past couple exactly. years. That's great. And that was kind of the I was he he cut to my point exactly, which was like that's part of the beauty of the thing that we're trying to make, and also because the, it should be a rising tide lifts all ships energy which is the way mm-hmm. i view it but a lot of people are like well i'm over here at the creek or i'm at the brothership or i only perform at cap city or whatever it might be and there's no reason to feel that way as okay. far as i'm concerned cuz i was just like i remember you one can i talked by uh, mother efforts. i talked yeah. to matt because i'd booked somebody that i liked on the show and then i noticed he was a mothership comic mm mm-hmm. mhm and then he didn't show. He no showed me. Mm. And then I'm like, Matt, I think we got, I think we got blackballed. Uh, and then he goes, no. he goes, he goes, no, dude, the dude didn't wake up. <laughs> Could be that. <laughs> I told Bob, you gotta go back to I'll old give you the name thing. off air because I don't want to slam that guy. I, I like him. I think he overslept, and I th- think he feels embarrassed. And when you're young and you screw up, you tend to respond to that by just ignoring it that it ever happened. That is funny, and that's why he yeah. hasn't he called. Overslept for this show? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I. Or think. we were blackballed. Either one. I don't Bob know. has decided. Fit. Oh, he's a he's a comic in this scene, and we're being blackballed. That's that's where Bob's paranoid brain has gone. I, right. I, I said what I think is much it more likely. Happen. I mean, that's just it, saying that's what you don't hope it doesn't go to to that kind of scene. Yeah. Well, where I, people I, can't do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The, the, it, it, the scene of people, the comics not wanting to do radio has always existed, Bob. <laughs> Nobody wants to wake up early uh, in the morning and come on the radio. Our right. good friend just uh, blackballed us, uh, or uh, no-showed us last week. Oh, uh, uh, DeRosa? DeRosa. Son of a bitch. Like, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's uh-huh. in, he's in. He's calling me. Yeah. I'm coming. Yeah. He's in. Joe I'm DeRosa? Out. Yeah. Yeah. Then, son of a bitch. I'm out. You do always have Then to... all of a sudden, like, I'm out. Yeah. Well, no matter how much we try to guess where he was playing mothership. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And no matter how much we want to like lend like credibility to people and like artists and these are all nice people at the base of it all. 
They're comedians. They're grown children. Yeah. They're, you know, we're, we're just idiots. You're saying they're like they're not you also. I am that. <laughs> there you go. I am yeah. That. Yeah. You have to I, lean I in and take some one. responsibility for who you are as I'm, well. I'm wearing a pinwheel hat. I'm yeah. a child. Yeah. No, you no make, I understand. You make yeah. a living playing with paints Absolutely. and telling jokes to drunk people. That's why you I'm really, sticking up for us. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Because we will There cry. you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. They're, you know, you don't do this because you're a responsible person this kind of lifestyle. Right. It's like, yeah. I never want to have responsibility. I never want to have, like, you know, all those. So, yeah, you should never be surprised when they're, like, <laughs> just flip. If just you flaky. had responsibility, right. what would you do? What level of responsibility do you mean? I don't know. Any level. I mean, I, what, where would you, do you think, did, were you on a path to go somewhere else before you did stand-up? No. Always? You were... You know, I was gonna. I, I thought I was gonna do computer animation for about fifty days. I think okay. I went to an art school. But you thought computer animation because you thought, well, I can't make a living just just drawing. Yeah, I gotta do a computer exactly. Drawing. And right. then you experiment with like commercial art, going into uh, graphic design and everything like that. And all of that's just like, oh, this is just boring as hell. And and it's also it falls into that category of pour, <laughs> pouring out your yeah. like I've always viewed art as like my little imaginary friend and I never wanted to put you it you don't want to do little, it on command yeah you don't want to put it in a little dress and pimp it out and so that always felt like the idea yeah. to me so I just kept it in my back pocket that way it's like oh well I'll protect it and I'll do the the most unrealistic thing so you almost don't up. know well enough to be scared about. Yeah, pursuing uh, loves and desires and hobbies a as a as a career, to a degree, it's all been very trial and error. Like yeah. just sort of getting here with that. Do yeah. you, do you ever get nervous anymore, Mike, or uh, with 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 business choices or whatever? You've got it. You've got a child, yeah. right? All that stuff. I think kind of changes your brain. Yeah. But you do you ever get nervous and think, well, maybe I'll just go be a banker? I don't think that's an option. Yeah. I, I I've always thought well, if someone goes well how do you how do you th how did you become a comics like I'm not good at I'm not it turns out I'm not <laughs> yeah. good at anything else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you you might have capabilities but I I, I would get written up a lot in other jobs oh, and, yeah. and I would get a talking to a oh. lot of times about hey we noticed that the inventory wasn't done by the end of 24 hours and I was like yeah it's really it's really boring doing inventory and I <laughs> got distracted and yeah. they're like well that that can't happen and I was like well. Yeah, I mean, come on. And, and I, you know, it's retail. We're not going to fall apart here. I mean, right. we're, it's REI. We're selling climbing shoes. This yeah. is we're not. I mean, this isn't serious anyway. Yeah. And I actually had that conversation a couple of times with a manager named John, and I'll never forget him sitting down and going. He said, "You know, sometimes I feel like you don't respect this place." I was like, "I was like, yeah. well, you're not worrying come on, dude. Yeah. You've well, only got ten pieces of flair." Exactly. One hundred percent. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. It all yeah. comes down to that flair thing, right? But you're I remember like, that time was a shocking thing because I felt like, well, come on. None of us take this seriously, right? Like, yeah. not like we are all in on the joke, which is, hey, we, we're selling North Face overpriced fleeces and canoes. Yeah. To, and to memberships. People, to people, people have, go, <laughs> to people have extra money. Membership? Right? Like, we're all in on this, right? Well, this is a weird parallel to make, but have you ever, are you a Office fan? Yeah. Yeah. Course. Okay. Did you watch the British Office? That was the one. That's my favorite. That's the one that you like. Yeah. I never watched the British Office. I only know the Office American because my ex-girlfriend had it on a loop for eight years oh, while sweet. we were. Let's talk about every, every, everyone's ex-girlfriend has it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I could, right now. I could participate in Office trivia just by proxy. Like okay. I know it in the right. back of my mind. But the thing that people say about loving the British Office is that at its core, it was about making fun of going to work. That the idea of work is a joke. 
and that's what we think about it. Like, you're wasting your life at work. Right. And the thing that they don't like about the American one is that it makes work your family. Correct. And it makes l- work, but, like, happy. But I don't, think, oh, well. I don't think girlfriends like the British office. No. Because there's not a redeeming love story between two cute people or any of that. There's nothing redeeming. The Brits are really good at pointing out the fact that there's nothing redeeming about life. And exactly. I think it's because the sun hasn't right. shown there in a long time, and they used to run everything, and then one day they realize, oh, my God, we, we kind of destroyed the planet. Exactly. And there's a lot of, and our, and our food is terrible. So mm-hmm. there's those things that happen. Sorry, Tom, if you're American listening this morning. I think the was a little more mean-spirited than the, I, I like the whimsical British, I like the fact that you got a guy that wants to be a rock star. But mm-hmm. ends up in an office. Like, that was, to me, was cool. It seemed more the whimsical American, to you? Yeah, the, the American office seemed a little more mean-spirited and calculated than than the British the office. The yeah. British but office I, I prefer, much literally preferred. uses racial epithets. Well, as people that's, call I, that's their culture. I can't, I can't, <laughs> you know, nice. I gotta I can't, check this out. I can't, yeah, it's good stuff, I can't support everything that they did, but I'm, I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan, and it, and it was the original. That's the only reason I couldn't watch it, is because I can't stand Ricky Gervais oh, really? as as that person, because he's not endearing to me. Yeah. See, Michael Scott see, on the American and, and one. It's funny to hear this, because I remember when the American one came in, I was so upset, because I was like, what, this isn't, this doesn't work, because what is what's what's Carell to even do it? You know what I mean? Like because yeah. my brain had already been trained. Gervais is so unredeeming because yeah. he's so he's so cruel. It's cringy. God, the, there's a scene where he is meeting a woman on a date, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's talking about how he's you know a kind of an attractive guy and you know how how he does dating because you know it was set up to be this mockumentary kind of thing as you yeah. see it. And the woman shows up and she is a little. Uh, She's got large hips, let's say. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, but he does this thing. Yeah, where she, he just sees her and he goes, ah, f- f. And then she goes, hello. And he goes, now, come on. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. And he's so <laughs> mean and cruel to her yeah. for not being beautiful. Uh, he's completely unredeeming. And I think it's I think it's the discomfort of that show that I liked. But it's also, I tried to show it to my wife and she was like, she, she hated it. She was like, this is... Why would anybody watch this show? It's just mean. Yeah, it's the same. There's glimmers mm. of that in the American one. There's moments like that. I think I, they actually recreated that moment in yeah. one episode. I was just talking about that with with my ex-girlfriend. Right. <laughs> Literally talking. Or no, wait. I was talking about that episode with someone. But like, I can't watch that episode. There's one episode because I can't he, watch, period, like yeah, that. He, 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 yeah, he goes on a... We get set up on a blind date, and he shows up, and the joke is that she's ugly or whatever. But like, it's just a normal looking woman, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like they just cast like a normal looking woman in there, and it, and it's just I'm not even a woman, and I'm like, screw this, like this is like if you, if, you're, like, if you're just watching that, you're like, oh okay, like I look like that. <laughs> Is, am I so ugly? It's a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, Mike. Yes, Mike. I'm like, this yes, is, Mike. That's why we're here today. <laughs> no, I'm saying if I were a woman, then no, watch I know. It. I know. But yeah. isn't it the joke that Michael Scott's nothing to look at? Exactly. He's he's yeah. elevated himself to thinking that he's I, yeah. deserving of a, certainly I yeah. think so a movie star or something. Is, yeah. He's yeah. Not, that one know. was rough, but the only one that I can't deal with at all is Scott's Tots. 
like the Scott's Tots oh, episode, yeah. I can hear that coming on in the other room <laughs> yeah. just from just from the intro of that episode when I was dating my ex, and I'd just say, Chain, go to the next one. Yeah, but have you I never, can't even hear this from a distance. I think the beauty is, have you never worked with a Michael Scott? Oh, I have. Yeah, and yeah. I think why it why it is good is for so many of the The whole point of Michael Scott is he's unredeeming, but he's in the position of power, and yeah. you can't really... You can't move him. He's yeah. immo- an immovable force because corporate doesn't seem to... And if you've ever worked with or for or next to a Michael Scott, you know how enraging it can be. And I think that's why a what lot of people the, loved... The, uh, loved Is that you were like, oh, finally somebody else gets it. What yeah. was the TV Guide one-line synopsis of Todd Scott's? Because I... Scott's Tuts, he promised a bunch of inner city kids that he was going to pay for their entire college when right. they were like in like, like right. grade right. school. Ten years before. Yeah, and then hilarity ensues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's so brutal. Right. It's so brutal. And the reason I can't watch it, for the same reason you're talking about, Matt, you did the is same that thing I can't, you, the same thing happened to me. <laughs> no, is that I don't want to throw my TV out the window. Right. But I would quit that well, where job. Is oh, I'm, I'm not defending guy. stuff that's off color, but like, where did we go as a society go where we can't push the boundaries? With te- like, when you think about all in the family and you think and I know a lot of that stuff's not acceptable now but like television used to be used for social commentary mm-hmm. and, and and for stuff and like South Park still now we go too far oh, yeah, they do well or but are we just on the internet all day reading other people's social commentary yeah, right. and we just want to escape and watch a uh, big bosomed mm. ladies date other dudes yeah. in on Love Island to, but to your point, that, 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 that's I social commentary sure. in a way. It is, yeah. actually. I have learned yeah. a lot from that show. <laughs> I have learned a lot from that show. It pushed my envelope. Yeah. Uh, hey, Bob, can you photo waters and then let's come yeah, back? Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. talk let's about start- the, the new, when we come back, have you guys, wa- I think it's the new most uncomfortable show out there, but have either of you guys watched The Curse? No, no but I keep hearing that it's the Okay, new well, we, 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 we may chat six. a little bit about it. So, uh, uh I got, I got all around it. I just couldn't get to it. <laughs> Dream Horse is a fantastic comedy show put on by Paul Odo and Mike McRae, or Mike McRae and Paul Odo, depending on where your loyalties lie. <laughs> it happens at Oddwood every single month, and this Thursday happens to be the one-year anniversary. I've been to the show now multiple times. I'm not uh, BSing you when I tell you that I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, thank I like you. the setting. Thanks, buddy. I think that Oddwood makes uh, best beer in the city. It's a great Some place of the best to, beer. just to hang out. Just to hang like, out. We go there and hang out yeah, there good also. Good food, too. Uh, Very good food. Well, I used to live like a block from there, so I hung out there all the time. I moved yeah. further away, but I've enjoyed the fact that it's also a location if you are downtown... I mean, it's not exactly conveniently located if you're in Leander or in Buda, but if you're east side, anything like that, it's also a place where there is, and Bob loves this, ample free parking. He's a huge fan of yeah, ample yes. free parking. I can't park. It's what gets him out of the house. Supercharger? Is there a supercharger? There's a, even a CVS that's friendly to him across the street oh, you can nice. park in. What, t- talk to me real quick about, uh, what time is the show? 9 p.m. 9 o'clock. Okay. And what kind of money do I have to bring to buy my way into this show? However much you want to spend on beer and food. There you go. It is a uh, it is free. a free show. The Though show I will is free. say, you guys do a nice thing. Uh, you've got a little Venmo there that yeah, uh, yeah, people can do. throw a couple bucks to you, and uh, and you'll help out the other comics that are performing yeah, we, with you. We, yeah, the show is free, but we have uh, you know a Venmo set up where you can uh, you know throw a few bucks uh, into, the, into the virtual 
Kitty. Yep. Uh, and we, we we give that to the comics who are performing on the show. We spread it uh, evenly between them. So it, you know, makes it worthwhile for them, gas money, so on and so forth. I'm glad uh, I, that you guys reached out because uh, I, I'm happy to promote the show. I think it's really good, and I think a lot of you should show up this Thursday. One uh, more fun detail yeah. just to mention is that we do uh, give away every month uh, like a free pizza and a round of beers on our uh, mailing list, which yeah. is on the it's on the Instagram. So you can just sign up, and it's it's one of those deals where we That's just let you thing. know about the show. How do people get on your Instagram? Where's it's, that? It's just uh, Dream Horse Comedy on. Uh, it's on. You know, we're yeah. we're linked to. Don't it. go to Dreamcatcher, Dreamweaver, or Dream Course. All the other names that I gave to the show. <laughs> Dream Horse. Yeah, Dream Horse is is the name of the show, and it is. Uh, yeah, that's how we push it, and it is. That's our normally named show. Yeah, yeah. Which it, is. Yeah. It's funny because I don't think that either of you do cringe comedy. We somehow started talking about cringe comedy. No, I wouldn't think so. No, it. Not unless it's leading to something that would be a tension relief that I'm not actually doing that. You both are really good about doing, I think, uh, I don't want to call it introspective comedy because that's incorrect, but it's it's thoughtful. It's very thoughtful, and but I like the fact that instead of doing it in preachy ways, you both do it in in funny, which is an important skill to have when you're going to be a comic. I think it's been, I think some comics forgot about that uh, because of the 90s and the early 2000s. I don't know what happened. There was a lot of comics who just became kind of Manic street preachers at some point, and I was like, "That is, we can we have a joke here or there?" But uh, you were saying too, there's other shows that you don't enjoy because that, there's this new show out um, called uh, uh, "The Curse." Is that what it is? And, oh, that's that. What's his name? Uh, Nathan Fielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nathan just Fielder. finished his, his, and he's kind of couple shows his his whole thing that he trades in is discomfort. Really, yeah. his yeah. discomfort without really fully recognizing it and going, look out of there, the discomfort. He <laughs> pretends that he's not doing that, but he's doing a live action show right now with Emma Stone, and it's mm-hmm. called The Curse, and it is the most uncomfortable show I've ever seen. That's what I hear, mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable because it's so clearly something that not only could happen but does happen on the regular. Mm-hmm. It's about a young, wealthy white couple moving to a small town, like a place like Marfa, Mm -hmm. and deciding that they're going to, quote-unquote, help the community and beautify the community. And And no one asked for it. No one asked for it. Mm. And I'm not going to say that they're not well-intentioned. It's just that if you've never actually lived in the real world, your intentions tend to be kind of stupid, and you don't... You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like... What's that? There's that... There's a that show that's I was watching. My wife was watching it the other night uh, with the the Real Housewives of one of the cities, mm-hmm. and there's a charity that they were raising money for called Homeless Not Toothless, which is <laughs> which at first I was like <laughs> that's like right out of the what? office. It's no, it's out of the office or it's out of like you were talking about Kirby or enthusiasm. Right. I was like this yeah. isn't real, and it is. It's a charity called They're Homeless Not Toothless, and they do dental they do dental help for people who are homeless. Okay, but the name itself. Oh. Well, it's the same. I feel the same way about anybody saying it. It's not homeless. It's unhoused. It, Every time I hear that, it's like you found a way to do less than nothing. The, well, you we, actually found a way to do negative good. There's a there's a <laughs> thing called saying that. There's a thing called shortcut to sanctity. Uh huh. And um, I think it's something that a lot of us participate in online, and that is I want to be sanctimonious, but I don't want to do any of the work to get there. Yeah. So the shortcut to sanctimony is to simply 
Voice your opinion. Voice certain in words in the in group. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm inside of this and I'm a good person. I heard yep. you say in words, but yep. I heard you also say in words. And to voice the in word, it's a different context. I understand Thank exactly you. what you mean. Not the in word. No, no, no. no in yeah, exactly. I in words. No, yes. I, I know what you're saying. It's like yeah. re- retweeting goodwill. Yes. In reality. Yes. It's and absurd. Like I, it's a discussion. Something. Okay, my, you know, my daughter is growing up, she's 14. And it's important to her to show other people that she's a good person. But we have some very honest conversations, especially about when she talks about celebrities that are being canceled or friends that are being canceled. And I will sometimes say to her. She's friends who are being canceled? I mean, in the kind of canceling you get in junior high, which is the same thing. Do you remember when you were in middle school and people got shunned? But I was trying to explain to her. I was like, honey, and and it's it's called hot gossip. And guess what? Hot gossip eventually becomes temperate co- gossip and then becomes cool gossip and, 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 and new hot gossip will come along. Right. You have to weather a storm for three days, which seems like forever in middle school, but goes it goes away. Mm-hmm. But we also have these conversations about showing that you're a good person is very different than being a good person. Yeah. And I've said to her, I think it's more important to be a good person and not just retweet or hit a like on yeah. certain things or use certain... In words. Exactly. Meaning words that are in the inside words. words. Yes, exactly. And and it's a hard conversation because she says, Dad, you're an old white guy and you're the problem. And I'm like, well, I'm certainly your problem. Right. Right. I'm certainly your problem because uh, I hear what you're saying, and which is that you would like to discount my opinion based on one easy stroke. Well, you got to speak her language. You got to say, honey, virtue signaling is cap. Or whatever. Right, exactly. You have to say okay. it in some absurd way that it's like <laughs> use her language. And, and it be, when, whenever I first heard the term virtue signaling, it's like, thank God something yeah. fits what we're talking about. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Some of these new words, some of these new phrases are like, that's perfect. Right on. Cap means nothing, but I'll go with the virtue signaling because that actually makes sense to no me. No cap, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My yeah, son absolutely. is 12, and uh, what I'm teaching him is there's things you can get away with saying at home that you can't say other places. We've, we've had that, those are weird conversations, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're fun. They're fun, but how how have you how? Because sometimes I'll tell a joke and my daughter goes, uh, "That's uh, something ist." Something ist. That's a great way of putting it. It's always something ist, and I'm like, yeah. "No, it isn't. It's something ol." Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's related to, but in no way. I mean, you're what you're actually doing is saying that there are. Um, These kids groups are just of people trained. that can't that, that don't have brains to defend themselves, you're, you're, which is actually ist. And they're calling them NPCs These, or some other dehumanizing. Oh, right, right, idea. right. Okay, it's a great idea. Yeah. NPC. Yeah, that's a non-playable character. It's like, well, you've just completely taken the humanity out of somebody that you just don't identify with, <laughs> which is cap, bro, and that's big, and or, or bruh, or whatever it is. That's so not fire of you, or whatever Frankenstein language you're using right now. It's just insanity. Yeah. But, well, I don't want to. I don't want to be too mad about because I said the dumbest stuff too when I was of younger. Of course, Do you know what I mean. Not this stupid. Dumb. <laughs> I mean, no, no. These kids, these kids are so trained to do exactly what you're saying. Just kind of just be on the lookout for anything that they like. It's a video game. They get like points, like click, cling, click, cling. Level up. Yeah, mm-hmm. by like pointing out a somethingism. Yeah. You know, it's like they get something. It's like they're getting points from it. Well, yeah. this, this brings they're me back fed. to where I was saying that you, you do thoughtful comedy. And I I loved your joke. And I don't know if you... I think you had always made the audience a bit uneasy. Because I think people thought that you were being... People want to paint with a broad brush, right? 
You're, you're looking at me like, all right, which joke is it going to be? I think I know what you're talking about, but go ahead. People were like, well, you're being, you were saying, hey, w- women are also sexist based on some really dumb things. I don't know if that was your, your takeaway. You had a joke about the fact that basically if a guy was a creep oh, or a yeah. nice guy, it was based on how attractive he was. Uh, yeah. But the way you told the sort joke of, was actually, sort of, yeah. well, it was very, that's the quick takeaway, but it was a very thoughtful joke about how we dehumanize people sometimes based simply on nothing more than their looks. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was in the middle of the Me Too movement, and it was very unpopular to come to the defense of men's behavior. And you did not seem like you were defending. I, that's what I want to be careful about. You, In no way were you an apologist. I, in no way do I see you as some kind of right-wing Luddite. It was a really good joke. But I could remember even some of our friends... Going, well, I don't know if I like that joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. The female comics didn't like it. because yeah. it Because it, it kind of calls out women. I mean... But it was a, a good... It, the thing is, why but it was everyone, good... But it always kills, because everyone knows I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, sorry, Kath, you can't argue with that. When everyone laughs, yeah. like, everyone knows I'm completely right here. So shut up. Well, that's the beauty of comedy, when it yeah, works Yeah, and well. like, if, you, if it's real, you can't, it's like, I have this other joke that is not about trans stuff at all, but it became. I haven't changed a word, but it became about trans stuff. Oh, as as the as the the culture changed. As the, the yeah, as the trans people in sports became oh, okay, a thing. Okay, mm-hmm. and I, that's not what the joke is about at all. But it but it is now because society made it about that. So Sometimes have, the context decides what your joke is about. So have you had to change the joke or stop doing no, it or no? It's just closer. Yeah, it's about like it's an actual argument that I had with my kid about. Well, yeah, girl. Oh God, that joke is so good. Girls can't play football. Like, why can't girls play football? I'm like, well, it's a contest. Men are bigger and stronger than women. And he's like, no, they're not. And then there's this weird argument that I have with my kid in the joke, where he's like more adamant about it now. And there's just like (laughs) huge tension in the crowd now. Because, like, is this dude going to be talking about, is he talking about trans people in sports? And I'm not. But it's about but your it's like, own, it's about your own, it's about a man's own insecurity, really, is what the joke is. That's what like. it turns into. Because eventually you go, show me any woman, and I'll kick the S yeah, out of her yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, so no, that's what pick, gets... I'll ki- I'll, you get, find me a woman, I'll punch you right now. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's about what... you arguing with a five-year-old child about how strong you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. that's what breaks the tension. Right. But the tension is created by them being like, Wondering. are we allowed to think that men are stronger? Because that's what the whole trans people in sports thing has done, mm-hmm. has made it like, yeah, like, I do think men are stronger than women. Does that make me a bad person? Yeah, <laughs> Which is great. Hey, it's a you, ridiculous thing. Chewy, will you turn off his microphone? <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you do me a favor and turn off his microphone real quick? <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm going to re-up again. Uh, Dream, Dream Horse. Dream Horse. Dream Horse. Comedy Dream Horse. Show. It's on Thursday night, and it's going to be at uh, Oddwood. Oddwood Brewing. Oddwood Brewing. You know, uh, Bob is yeah. a is similar to you, Paul, in that he's a secret painter. Oh yeah. And he won't Uh-oh. ever really talk about it. But well, he's shown me years though. We got to talk about it. I saw a painting of his one time, and I didn't realize it was his. I I was just like, oh my god, I would. I was just sitting on a. He, he, they're just on the floor, I've up against the wall. I've destroyed. I destroyed most of them. And then I was like, "Hey, I want. To, I, how do we get Bob to be more to be more open 
uh, and share his paintings with, with more people in the world. How did you? How Most did you of do them that? have been destroyed or given away. Well, mm. I know, but but the like the two that I said, can I please have those? You eventually said, oh, my wife wants to keep them. Those were pastels, actually. Oh, yeah, when I was in my pastel about. phase. Yeah. The way that it worked for me yeah. is I did it live streaming. So I I was working oh, nice. and I was working and chatting with people while I was working. That's a good idea. And I was doing it and I still do it occasionally on YouTube and on Twitch and things like that, but I was doing it on Reddit is when they had a streaming function, they don't anymore. Yeah. And this was where it was told to me by people on the internet that what I do is good. But they had to say it in such high numbers because the thing about the streaming on Reddit is it had never really happened before and it was the pandemic so everybody's at home. And so I would get thrown to the front page of Reddit over and over again like every night for a year. And so literally hundreds of thousands of people were on there hanging out with me and just saying the nicest things in the world. And it kind of sandblasted this negative preconceived Mm -hmm. notion that I had with myself. Because I was like... Well, all these people are saying nice things about me. And then I had to really do the math and be like, people on Reddit are saying nice things to me. (laughs) People on Reddit don't say nice things about people. No one goes to Reddit to be nice. This has to be true. Imagine if we lived in a world where that always happened. Right. Yeah. But that was also chatting with people and, and doing that type of thing makes you realize a variety of things, which is one, that what you do is something that so many other people are envious of, and they're like, I wish I could do that, which yeah. makes you give more context to right. it. And then also it makes you understand that people are into art in a lot of ways because of you, not because of what you make. Right. There's the thing they like the person. They like chatting is with that you. The difference, yeah. but is that the difference between a successful artist and a non-successful artist a lot of times? Is, the, is there enough story that I like you and I, I, I want to support I think you? So. I think you're selling. It's a whole marketing proposition in a way. I don't want to well, how new is that phenomenon that, like, you, you get a sense of who the artist is? You know, like, uh, you're streaming on, on Reddit. Like, that's a new dimension of of art. I, right? think, that I, mean, it, like, I think it yeah. runs counter to some of the concepts that people have about art, like, as paintings. Because it's... It's new to know those people, but it's not new to geek out about a band or whatever. You know, it's like yeah. I know all the inner workings of like the, mm-hmm. the how they got there. Fleetwood Mac, they all dated each other or whatever. You know, so you have this idea of True like the, yeah that type of thing. But as an so I have this personal belief that so take for instance the short shelf life of stand up comedy, right? Like we think of comedy as being something that's kind of like last year's comedy is oh that's kind of uh, I don't know we couldn't say that now. And because of the reason because of that, in my mind, is because it's so specific. So the more specific an art form is, the shorter shelf life it has, in my mind. Mm-hmm. So that's why the more abstract a concept is, the longer it will last. And that's why, like, painting or music can have such a longer shelf life because it's interpreted by the viewer. So you're like, this could mean a lot of things. But with stand-up, it's like, this specifically means gay people are this way yeah. or whatever in the current context of the goof. And so you're like, well, I can't think right. that tomorrow. We think- know that uh, we know what Sammy Hagar meant when he said, I can't drive 55. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and that's why that song maybe hasn't lasted as long. Probably not. <laughs> Do you think Van Gogh ruined it for artists because he never sold a painting in his lifetime and everybody reminds us of that so if you sell a <laughs> painting in your lifetime you're not as good as van gogh i think he ruined it for a lot of people who want to do art because they're like i'll only be successful when i'm dead right yeah and yeah. i feel like that's the way yeah. we all look at artists like well yeah 
Except he can't Paul, be you, successful if he's selling that's, stuff. That's why he's I never. That's why I never thought to do it forever because right. I was like, I don't want to be a. Well, martyr. you thought of killing yourself? Yeah. Well, just <laughs> that also. That'll help us sell a couple of paintings. Right. Right. And get people to the Dream Horse show. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Are you going to do it yeah. at the Dream Horse Shoot show? Shoot myself in the stomach and cut my ear off at the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's my sunflowers. Oh man, I don't want to have to host the thing by myself. <laughs> they also hand you a mop afterwards. They're just like, hey, you need to. If you need to clean up the blood, you can't leave that stuff everywhere. Dear. With that, uh, I would like to see your artwork though. Uh, that's at uh, <laughs> I almost said Cap City, but it's not. It's at Oddwood, and we're inviting you out uh, Thursday night. It's going to be at nine o'clock, and like we said, absolutely free. And uh, it's not it's not a, it's not a long running show. That's one of those things I used to say about Punch or whatever, because I know that sometimes people who are workaday stiffs are like, man, I don't want to go to something if it's going to go till one or two or whatever. That's not what this no, is. This is a like fun, good. It's a very well-run show. Yeah. It's, it's it's about an hour. Yeah. So it's about an hour. Yeah, go go, go to our Instagram and check out this week's lineup or this month's lineup. I, I will tell you great. that it's, it's two beers long. That's what I learned about the show. Yeah. It's two beers long. Yeah. I go, I get one, I sit down, and uh, I'm usually about halfway done with that beer mm-hmm. uh, as the show begins. And then there's a nice little place that's kind of a, a quick break, and I, I, I grab a second beer, and then it usually ends up all around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Li- and literally the venue closes at a certain point. <laughs> yep. So we can't, you know, we can't. <laughs> We've well, got to go. Like, yeah, by the time out. the show is over, they're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, get so, yeah, the it's not, out of here. So, yeah, will not drag on forever, believe no, it's a great show, and... I, I, I really appreciate you having us on to talk about yeah, it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, man. Nine, nine at, at 9 p.m. Thursday at Oddwood. But, man, I wanted to talk. I'm sorry. We'll talk about this another time. But no. every time I bring up Punch, every time Punch comes to mind, that was the last. I did the, the last Punch I did with you at Cap City. Yeah, you, you ruined I, the I show. Was on, I was, was on over. Mushrooms uh, <laughs> and, and in front of, and, I opened, and the guy going up after me was Ron White. And it was one of the f- most amazing times I've ever had on stage. I have such fond memories. Of- you were on mushrooms. I was on mushrooms during that set, like real hardcore on mushrooms. I think I was wow. at that and I had show. never done that before. How did you? Because we you were very smooth, and I don't think that I suspected that at all. No, I, I announced it at the end of the set because it was going really, really well, and it was coming to like crescendo. And I was like, "Thanks for having me. I'm on mushrooms. I've been on mushrooms all day long." And then like everybody started going nuts, and I was like, "Take care." And then later on i was talking to ron white in the back and he was like are you really on mushrooms he's like yeah he's like you ever done that before on stage he's like no he goes well it works for you yeah. <laughs> it was such a yeah. fun time so have you been doing a lot more mushrooms on during shows no but maybe i should try again <laughs> yeah, I, I do it on the regular, but not usually on stage. It is. It's a tricky. It's a tricky thing to get into. Yeah, that just happened to work out that night. Mushrooms can go in a lot of different directions. It is. Uh, yeah, it's like juggling nitroglycerin. Now we we have a, a friend in common who decided to to punch one time on mushrooms, and it was it was it did not work as well. Yeah, you could have a total meltdown. It that's what's what happened. Oh, that's what happened. It got it got way too introspective, and then it got sad. Oh, and I gotta it, hear who. And this then it is. got somebody. And then it was just somebody sitting down on a stool and staring off into the distance and uh and then it became like it, 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 we almost had to bring out the hook the old uh, remember the oh, old the old no. hook of it to help to, not not in a mean way just to relieve somebody of their experiment dude i smell a theme show in the making i'm there oh, what sad guy on mushrooms no just everybody's <laughs> really hardcore on mushrooms and go up and see what happens but we got to be ready to walk up there with like 
You know, it's like, all right, you come on down and put like a, you know, an emergency like aluminum blanket on them and walk them off with some tea. <laughs> it's like this one didn't work out so well. <laughs> this show brought to you by orange juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the restorative pow- powers of orange juice. Yeah, just had blow a slide well, whistle. And your next comment. Show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to remind you that all during the week, uh, we do not have them today, but you should be listening tomorrow on the same time. We have a pair of tickets. Win them before you can buy them. Freaks on Parade Tour. That's Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper. Ministry uh, Filter. That show's happening Saturday, September 14th. We're a presenter, and you can win those tickets before you buy them. They go on sale Friday. Also letting you know that uh, to this Saturday's Eagles show, uh, we may, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, have tickets going out to that during the Friday morning house party. So you should definitely be listening. Plus tickets to Mark Norman later on in the week. We're just having big giveaways is what's happening this week. Hey, both of you guys, it's Mike McRae. It's Paul Odo. You should be following both of them. If you're not, give us about 10 minutes and uh, check out the Matt and Bob FM stories on Instagram. We'll have links not only to Mike's personal page and to Paul's personal page, but also to Dream Horse so you can go check out their show. Uh, thank you guys yeah, for doing thank good. Thank you good so guys. much for having us, guys. Austin Comedy Scene. It's great to have you back, Mike. we gotta yeah. we got to make it a regular thing with both. Of you guys, all right. We're gonna see you there.